Why, hello there, everybody. Welcome to Reading Minds and Sounding Crimes. Shit. That's fine. It's Reading Minds on Solving Crimes. I don't know how I can. I messed it up twice, but. Reading Minds on Solving Crimes. This is a lovely podcast between three close friends where you watch episodes of The Mentalist and then talk about it. Joining me today, we have Chris Sacco. A flawless entry into what will be a flawless podcast. What's up, everyone? Every time. Every time. And Scott Lee. So. <laughs> and I am a big pursue. Uh <laughs> But a big bada boom. How's, uh, uh, how's, the, how's the week been now that we're not getting rained on every day? <clears throat> Way better. This weather has sucked. It's so bad. <laughs> like, what's going on? I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of like it. You're the worst. I, <laughs> you you are, are the worst. <laughs> I like a little rain. What can I say? You know, you look outside and it's I, like you look outside from your World of Warcraft rain. And you're like, hey, it's raining <laughs> Ooh, it's out. Nice. I, it's nice. It's nice. I guess. Guess there's no reason to stop playing World of Warcraft <laughs> right now. No, you got the little pitter-patter of fucking, it's like, ooh, or you like you wake up and you're like, oh, it's going down real hard. And it's like, all right. I'm fine with rain, like, for a bit, couple days, maybe. It's, it's been rainy. Rain. For, it's been rainy for, like, three weeks. It's awful. It's a lot of rain. Yeah. I, so I've been playing a lot of golf uh-huh. recently. I'm sure that's helped. And, the rain has helped with that uh, situation. I'm also the type of person that's like, if it's gonna rain, like I just like, I won't play that day. Yeah. So I have I have very little experience of golfing in the rain. Mm-hmm. In the past three times I've played, the weather said it was gonna be fine, and then it literally for two to three hours, da- like just downpour rain. Yeah. No, it's- to, to the point. <laughs> yeah. To the point where on several of the courses I've played, the bunkers are literal swimming pools of like four foot deep water. <laughs> I don't know. Just play through it, dude. I don't see the problem. <laughs> play, play it as it lies. Play it as it lies. Yeah. <laughs> I am glad that hopefully it's going to clear up a bit. I'm going to Maine this weekend again for safari. So I really want it to be nice. And it, it seems like I have to edit that, get, don't I? No, 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 no. I think okay, that's fine. Right, I think that's right. fine. What's the what, what some what, what do you think <laughs> safari is? I don't know. Maybe you're hunting fucking deer and shit. We yeah, we go up there and Look, we, they don't hunt deer, they hunt endangered animals. Yeah, we only hunt we only hunt endangered animals. You know oh, how many God. you know how many bald eagles we've murdered? Couple of they're off the endangered. They're off the endangered list now. I think. Yeah, I think they're off the endangered list now. Yeah, well, so you guys, you guys have to find new prey to, <laughs> Damn. to hunt Damn. on your safari. Yeah, we only use <laughs> blowguns though, so it's pretty tough. What? What would just out there blowing people? Huh? <laughs> um, for the people who d- might not know, what is safari? And what year safari is this now? This is safari forty-one. Um, so Jeez. safari. Safari is a weekend trip that the guys on my dad's side of the family have been going on since 1980. And there were safaris before that. This is like, I guess, Safari Revision 2. There was Safari Revision 1 that like my grandfather and his like cousins and friends went on way, way back. Was um, it always called Safari? Yeah, they always called it Safari. But so, you know, whenever I tell people about it, they're like, you're going to Africa? I'm like, nah, I'm going to Maine and we're going <laughs> to... 
drink a lot of beer, yeah. and that's really all that we do. We eat food and drink beer and watch crappy action movies. <laughs> so he, so he, he mentioned this the other day, and I thought I, it was sort of in passing, and I thought it was extremely cold-blooded. Where this is like a family trip, right? Yep. Like only only male sackos Correct. are allowed to go. Correct. But here's the caveat. You have to be in like invited and voted in to go on this trip, yep. which seems extremely cold blooded <laughs> considering it's only family. Well, so it's it's everyone. With- it's like, hey, Steve, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. If you won't well, see you at Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah. no, you won't. So it's once you turn eighteen, you're eligible to join Safari. And then the current members of Safari during the Safari meeting, we have one once every year to figure out what we're going to buy, when we're going to go up, all that. We can motion to vote someone in. So we have our newest member of Safari going up this year, which I'm stoked about. But yeah, it's male Sackos or you're allowed to not be a Sacco if you're married to a Sacco. You can marry into this. You can marry into (laughs) Safari. Yep. Yep. I feel like that's going to be a tough vote. That's a tough vote to get in. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most recent member. He married in, and we we allowed him in. It's pretty good. Wow, pretty good dude. So we're excited. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little cold blooded though. Fuck, it's so cold blooded, Steve. You're never coming to Safari, <laughs> Steve. You're not invited. <laughs> you got to wait a whole year, and then you don't even know. <laughs> what what can I do better? I don't know. <laughs> I can hunt some endangered species. Yeah, it's you know. just right there with the best of them. <laughs> I'll I'll kill all the endangered species. <laughs> uh. I uh I have <laughs> my uh my cat got stuck back in the uh the sofa again. That's a nice throwback, dude. Oh no! <laughs> how does he? How has he generated a hole large enough now that he is a very large cat? Dude, to get I have into no the fucking sofa? idea. It makes no sense. That's his world under the couch. You realize that, right? Like, that's not your world. That's his world. <laughs> is, dude, it's his world. He just... <laughs> he, he would love to... When, when I, I, he's, like, about, like, five or six years old now. And when I first got him, he was, like, a super shy cat. And he would always just find the smallest places to hide in. And it's, like, fine. It's, like, a dopey, tiny little cat. But, um... <laughs> Like one one day, like I was like, I went to work and came back, and <laughs> I just like couldn't find the fucker. Like he was just like I'm in a condo. It's not a big fucking condo, and I just literally couldn't find him. And like after like an hour or two, it's like all right, I'm starting to freak out. Like what did I did I like fucking do something? And then I, I I'll hear like the tidiest like meow. I'm like, is that did that come from the fucking sofa? And it, I think actually you guys were here the first time. Yeah, I think we like I was there. It up and, we had yeah. to pick the couch up. Yeah, and then you like reach in there to like extract him from the innards of my fucking couch. I think the funniest part though was that th- I mean, this has happened a lot. I don't know if it was the first time or one of the times that I was over. But as soon as you pulled him out, he immediately ran right back into the couch. <laughs> that's, a, that's a secret spot. This is my hiding spot. He doesn't. He doesn't do it nearly as much anymore. So now it's a nice throwback. <laughs> when you come you home, just... you're like Ringo, get out of there. <laughs> like I can just hear him scratching up the inside. It's long been fucking. I don't even know. I got a warranty on this fucking thing, and it's like, what's the point? Yeah. 
Like, when we no one's gonna fucking give any kind of money back on this thing. It's been fucking destroyed. Yeah. Maybe they won't check the underside. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll check the the giant like fucking slit that was like opened up. Yeah, that couch got bit. That your cat's a pretty vicious cat when it comes to furniture. <laughs> oh yeah. He's a sweetheart though. I love your cat. Your cat's amazing. He's he's, he's, he's got his moments. He's got he's, his moments. He's, he's a good one. I don't like cats generally. Your cat's a good one. <laughs> uh. What are we doing? Well, yeah, if uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy, <laughs> if if people want to tell us about their pets, where can they find it, Sacco? I would I would love dog and cat and iguana taxes or whatever you got. Uh, send you can some pics. Yeah, send some pics at at Minds Crimes. Uh, you could also send pics to us at our email, which is itsmindcrimes at gmail dot com. No emails this week. Sad days. Oh, we had one. I thought. Did we? I think so. Hold oh, on. now he's got to scramble Hold on. to I find am, the email. I, I forwarded it to you guys, I think. Oh, loving you did. loving you the did. pod. Yes, you did. <clears throat> this is this is from Amanda. Someone really dropped the ball in this statement. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, you know, oh, God. I read this one. Whatever. Anyways, uh, so we'll read this one. This is from Amanda. She says, hey, guys, I'm only on episode two of the pod, but I had to write in and say how much I'm loving it so far. I recently started a rewatch of The Mentalist after watching the full run of the show when it originally aired from 2008 to 2015, which spanned high school and college for me. Insanity that you watched it as it came out, but good on you. I came across <laughs> it again on Amazon, saw that they had all the seasons and thought, ah, what the hell, and proceeded to get totally sucked in all over again. <laughs> I love the way that you pointed out the show is better than it has any right to be for a CBS procedural <laughs> drama. I totally agree. I love the psychology characters and relationships in the tr- in the show and some truly masterful acting and often wacky dialogue. Now that I've been rewatching for a while, I'm remembering how freaking good it is and so unlike any other show in its genre. And your episode breakdowns are so fun. I've laughed out loud so many times already. Smiley face. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure I'll be writing to you again in on the discussion because I need to talk to people about this show. LOL. <laughs> Thanks again. Well, we look forward to your emails. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah, thank you. This is, we got all these kind people that, that will fucking email in. I'm waiting for... The, <laughs> yeah, where's the mean one? <laughs> I'm waiting for... I, I, I don't want to, like, kick a hornet's nest, but I, yeah, I want to find... Either. I want to get the person who's, like, just truly hates the mentalist and is trying <laughs> to find, like, an outlet to be like, this this show is just total garbage, and I can't believe you guys are talking about this. The, the Red John of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, this motherfucker, dude. Who the fuck likes Jade, dude? <laughs> they, they come up with a rival podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Where they oh, just no. where they just spoil one episode ahead every time. That's, that'd be such a dickhead podcast. Well, well, we just wouldn't listen to the podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah, but other people might. <laughs> Dude, this incredibly niche situation, and they're just like, every week, dude, we keep getting them. Why am I still listening to this? <laughs> uh, if, if people want to watch the show, where can they find it, Scott? Well, spoiler alert from our, right, our emailer, <laughs> Amanda, it's on Amazon Prime. So thanks, Amanda. I really stole my thunder there. <laughs> How funny. This is all I, this is all I got. This is all, this is all they let me do. 
You know, because none of these, like, contracts are permanent, right? So at some point, it's not going to be on Amazon Prime. And, but this podcast is going to, every week, someone's going to be listening and being like, these fuckers are keep lying to me, dude. Yeah. Well, it's always available on Voodoo, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. See, we there's no one to correct us on that, because who the fuck checks Voodoo? So. Yeah, I, I can say whatever I want. No. There hasn't been one fucking hit on Voodoo. <laughs> we fucking out- <laughs> Outpopulate voodoo. We might. Uh, so, so we watched episodes five and six this week. Uh, what did you guys think? It's just kind of a waste of time. Nothing really. Ha- we didn't learn anything. <laughs> Nothing new happened. You know, <laughs> nothing was just, just 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 filler episodes. You know, <laughs> no no big developments. Yeah, kind of garbage. <laughs> like real. Really, like, I wish we could just skip through these two episodes. Let's just call this podcast over, right? All right, shut Yo, it down. Yo, we, we got a fucking ghost episode, dude. <laughs> ghost. <laughs> Spooky ghost. Spooky ghost. And, and did did Bosco really kill a guy? <laughs> Bosco 100%, 100% killed a guy. Killed a guy. He iced some guy. And, <laughs> and Lisbon didn't call him on it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Does that give Jane a free pass to kill a guy? <laughs> well, he's, he's got it. <laughs> yes. No, but like, but like, uh, oh, like, like, like bring it cold up, blooded, like, eh, a cold blooded murder. Eh, I mean, I, I feel like I should get rid of on this one. We know what you did, <laughs> yeah. Bosco. Yeah, um, right? Like, that basically green lights him. Yeah, for yeah, sure. You're not raw. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I liked I liked both episodes. I was it's funny because I was getting annoyed at the Van Pelt Rigsby stuff at the on the first episode when I was like, dude, I can't go through another whole season of this like Will they, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when they like immediately started making out, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like, but like, right. the whole situation went from zero to a million in like the snap of the finger. it up. I was going to say, it felt like it was an instantaneous rocket boost of now we're sucking each other's faces. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad we, uh, we can finally progress onto that part of... Uh... <laughs> Part of their relationship now. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, now that they're together, and this has now become a thing, what is their, what's their name? <laughs> what are these questions, just, does, dude? Just, what's the name? Vigsby. Oh, uh, that seems pretty good. How about, how about this one? Van Pigsby. <laughs> what, no, because you oh, make a full okay. van. <laughs> Why not? That's her last name, Van Pelt. Yeah, but it's two words. So some people's last names are two words, Sacco. No, Van Pigsby's not right. That's not good. Van Pigsby is a hundred percent. Van right. Pigsby is a count. And yes. <laughs> and he's an excellent gentleman. Yeah. He would never fucking stoop to this level of comedic laughter on his name. It could be Riggs Pelt. What's what's Rigsby's first name? Wayne. <laughs> is it Wayne? So Wayne, Wayne Wayne and Grace? Gawain is also a good one. <laughs> Wace? That's a terrible one. Yeah. It's definitely not as good as Van Pigsby, I'll tell you that. <laughs> God damn right. Van, Van Pigsby it is. Good lord, dude. 
<coughs> and jizz, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, let's, uh, you guys want to jump into the episode five? Yeah, let's do it. I choose six. <laughs> One vote cast for six. Uh, that is duly noted. What <laughs> yeah, if- I'd like that on the record, please. <laughs> what these- if the record can be read back we'll, to me, thank you. We'll recognize Scott's <laughs> vote for six. One of these days, we'll we'll go second episode, then first episode. It's gotta be, and then like, I'll just fucking like to edit it and flip it around somehow. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you! I got I got it's, the fuck. I'm the puppet master, baby. A big the sacred timeline. <laughs> <laughs> have you before we go? Have you started watching Loki a bit? Nah, oh yeah. Did you watch the final episode, Scott? No. Okay, we got to watch that too. We I haven't seen. It I had other uh, I had other homework to do. Mm. Yeah, there's fucking ghosts Important. to figure out. Ghosts. And- <laughs> <laughs> fucking spooky ass ghosts up in this house. I was a little sad that they just like they didn't like push that further. <laughs> you really wanted to just be like, well, maybe it is really a ghost. <laughs> also, I I'm, I'm gonna put that this episode in as. One of the funniest actual murders. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, just genuinely wait, hilarious. Wait. So this is a combo uh, episode though, because it's ghost, it's ghost story and treasure hunt. Oh yeah, yeah they did the have treasure hunt. Yeah, <clears throat> twofer. <laughs> we got the wombo combo. So that's a two yeah. for Tuesday right there. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's jump into it. So episode episode five starts with. This like let's jump right out this window, yeah. Vic. Let's go. <laughs> willingly jump out this window. It's like a big, like haunted mansion. Right away from the start, we got some real fucking craft vibes coming out of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude like working on was he working on like a painting or something? I don't know. He's, he's doing something like he's, he's looking over blueprints. Yeah, he's an yeah, architect. He's looking over blueprints. Yeah. Gotcha. And then he can he starts you start hearing voices like winds rattling. This like this door the doors open up and is like woo like flashing stuff. Um, which you know the guy like then walks towards to see what's going on, <laughs> which we'll 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 get back to that one after. But the, which which later on we find out becomes a lot less dramatic and than a lot more funny. Seemed. Absolutely, but, but it uh, I don't know. Do we we don't like see anything else like him like getting thrown off or anything, right? It's just I think you just get like the white light and then you the next like scene is them with the body on like the ground with the broken glass all around gotcha. yeah yeah and we have so we have the cbi kind and of, i would like to put a pin in that i'm, I'm right. putting a pin in that in okay. which part the the falling the body okay. yeah the, yeah, yeah okay pin all right. uh we got the cbi team going up to to, talk, to uh check out the body and then we have this one uh, newbie cop. I don't know if it's newbie or like he's a, gullible. No, he's, it, he's a deputy, so he's not a newbie. He's a but, he, but he's but he's local. Yeah, he's a he, local doofus. He made yeah, the mistake. Guy. He made the the poor guy made the mistake of being like, oh man, we don't get a lot of crimes around here. Like I'm you, I'm excited to see you guys do the rope. And then fucking Jade's like, I'm just gonna harass this guy for the rest <laughs> of the episode, nonstop. I like, I'm just gonna fucking blame him for everything that happened. <laughs> this is poor dude. <laughs> yeah, basically every scene they're in together, Jane's like, "Well, did you kill yeah, him?" Did you do- he's like, "He's like, he's like, please stop asking me that." It's it's very funny because, the, like the the episode 
tries like sets up a bunch of different characters like ooh they might have done it right yeah yep. it, this episode might do the best job of that of the episodes i can i can think of yeah. cuz there's so many different characters at some point where you're like they this this guy did it and at some point i feel like midway you're like i know who did it but like and they made them, like, early on seem, seem somewhat like a, all of them have like some kind of motive or not, but um, except again for the cop, there the cop has no reason to have done it. Yeah, he but, is, but he's in there with all the other suspects at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and Jake keeps asking him if he did it. Yeah, but, but <laughs> did you guy. kill him? No, dude, leave me alone. I'm sweating <laughs> over here. Stop. Oh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, and, and to like to speak on that, you know, the guy. Um, he says something like, oh, yeah, he seemed like a nice guy, like, when, when Jane is asking the cop, like, about, it's a pretty small community, uh, and Jane immediately is like, nope, that's a lie, did you kill him? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, again, he's very flustered, um, they do uncover uh, that he was holding in his hand the the victim, is like a like a sigil. I don't is, is like or a, like an emblem. It's a it's a button. Yeah, it's I a, think it's a button from gotcha. like a uh, from like a shirt or something or like a pair of pants. Like a like just a button. Yeah, an ornate brass button. <laughs> and we soon find out that that with the letter B on it. Yes, B for what is Beckworth? Beckworth. Beckworth. The, which a great name for great <laughs> for, name. Like great the name. owner or the former owner of a haunted house. Walter Beckworth. Yeah, dude great. rules. That is second only to, uh, oh, what's the one from? Um, Van Pigsby? No, no. <laughs> to, uh, from Knives Out. What is what is the name in Knives B- Out? Billy Blanco? No. No, no. The, 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 uh, the patriarch. Um, All I'm saying is it can't be that good if you can't remember it's it. It's so good. Um... Oh God! Hey God! Harlan ha- Harlan Thromby. Yeah, it's, it's good. such a Thromby's good name. A it is Chris- such a fucking good name. Christopher Christopher Plummer died. So sad. Yeah, he I did. know. R.I.P. He no. was so good. It, We're losing um, all the great Christophers. That's that's oh, become. Uh, yeah, watch. <laughs> okay, I gotta watch myself. <laughs> be be yeah, cool. I, well, I said the great Christopher. <laughs> 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 that is so ice cold. Oof. Oof. You are you are above that. Yeah, yeah, above yeah. yeah. All right, all right. I see what you're doing here. You, you know, Knives Out has quickly become like, you know, like the uh, the kind of movie that you can like you watch end up watching like once a year, like a yeah. minimum. Yep. Knives Out has become that movie for me. Like, a touchstone. It's just like I'm, like, I'm always like, if I think about it, I'm like, oh, I should watch that movie again. It's, it's like, it's just you, like you, fun you enough. Look, Epic, you look outside, it's raining. You put up, you put up knives out in your second monitor <laughs> while you play World. There we go, dude. Bada big, bada boom. That's that's pure entertainment, baby. That is. <laughs> we're, uh, what were you doing? Oh yeah. So we find out that the uh, the pin is for the original owner of the house, who the cop quickly tells us there's some like ghost stories around him. Um. How I I believe he he got like murdered or like there was some some ill fated death and he's been he was thrown from that same window yeah. yes but we don't find that out for a little bit yeah uh, Ramy really tells us about that later <laughs> but the uh, the big part is that ooh it's there's some there's some ghost haunting going on and then Jade's like spooky 
<laughs> I love I love how Jane calls Van Pelt out on this. She's like, yeah, so you're the spiritual one here, Van Pelt. What do you think about it? What do you think ghosts do? Do you think you think they're here? And she's like, they, well, they might be. She like doesn't offer him any reasonable answer for someone who truly believes in ghosts. Because I think Van Pelt believes in ghosts, right? Well, hundred hundred percent. You, you remember she the also fucking knows, episode yeah. where they like the the spiritual advisor or something, and Jade like went off the handle. So she's like, I don't want to deal with fucking crazy yeah. Jade. Like that's like someone pointing a gun at you, and you're like, you're the person like putting the gunpowder in the gun and loading the bullet, and then like jamming it down. <laughs> All right, that's fair. You just just walk away from that situation. Uh, what uh yeah so then we get the the opening title and then what happens after uh that's when isn't that when uh van pigsby show up and they go (laughs) they go start casing they go start casing the place right um it's kind of cute because because like rigsby's all stressed out he taught rigsby talks to joe real quick before they're they, like Van Pelt and Rigsby go and he's like oh yeah so she's been volunteering in a soup kitchen and like there's a guy there and Joe's like is she dating a homeless man no 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 no, no 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 that is not the line All right, explain and this, it. Is one, this is one of Joe's best one of his be- many great lines in these two episodes where he's just like so you know what's happening right and Joe's like what she's banging a homeless guy <laughs> Does she? Does he say banging a homeless guy? He says banging. He says banging a homeless guy. Oh boy, Cho, you're gross. (laughs) Cho's had enough of fucking. (laughs) Yeah, he's done. He's just like I can't keep dealing. Just like I was thinking, he's like, dude, just fucking make a move or move on, dude. This is (laughs) killing me. Oh Uh, yeah, and then Cho does tell him that he needs counseling (laughs) because Rigsby can't handle it. But so they they. Uh, is this when they go? They find the broken into like um, storage facility, right? I think that's way later. Is it? It's it. It's not would way seem later. Like it's, soon. It's, it's not. It's later. Yeah. There's it's, a lot it's of sort like, of like a weird tangent. Yeah. yeah. This, this episode jumps back and forth a lot, and it's got me all confused. Yeah. Because yeah. So one of the big setups of this episode, right? And it's like. Like playing on the ghost story thing, right? Is there's an advanced security system on this rickety old mansion, and apparently it was on from like 6 p.m. until the time the cops came to like figure out what was going on. So, how no one came in or out? (laughs) There's impenetrable, it's just like it's impenetrable. It's it's, you can't, you can't literally, it's like. The force field on Endor. You cannot get into this out. <laughs> can, can we talk about how the secret entrance is like incredibly like that? Anyone could have found that in like five minutes, right? Yeah. Well, like, so that, that is not like a. There was a medium amount of ivy growing over that <laughs> cellar door. <laughs> a, bit. Me- a medium amount. It's a medium estimate. So that's the thing. Uh. Like one of the one of the little notes that I have here is that, and this goes back to when um, Van Pelt and Rigsby find the like new lock on the door that's been broken like broken into in the storage facility how did the guy who was dead like the local police were there they said they searched the place didn't find any sort like place of forced entry how does nobody find this like clearly just wide open door broken lock on like the grounds of the house they just walked the, around the house the deputies fucking spending the whole time defending <laughs> himself against jade yeah. i guess that's yeah. fair i mean uh, to be fair zeko 
how many episodes have they shown up at the crime and been like, oh, there's a dead body here. And they're like, where's the other dead body? And they're like, have you checked under the car? We're all standing around. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. This seems way too easy. Listen, like, every, it, every time, what would happen if you're in a group and every time you bring up any information, this one dude uses uses it to turn on you? Yeah. <laughs> so, what if the, the deputy probably knows about this and he's like, hey guys, yeah. like just so you know, I found this weird lock thing. And then Jamie yeah, would be like, the, yeah. that you know about a new yeah. lock. <laughs> weird. Is that how you got into the house and killed him? Kill that guy? All right. Fair. I, I know you killed him. that guy. <laughs> you guys bring up lovely points as to why everyone I guess it's just fake incompetence because you don't want to be ridiculed by Jane <laughs> intentional deception yeah so uh th- this is a this is a weird episode because it does like cut in and out out of so many suspects so like we could actually just probably just go down the line for like the, the starting stuff so we have the the wife of the victim who gives up some information about how a that she was out out of the state on the night of the murder in air quotes yep. in air quotes yes there's no, no way that will be refuted later i'm sure <laughs> uh but and she also brings up that there is this uh i believe her words are like something like a like a loony hippie lady uh, uh yeah, oh wait like that. uh i think she said Tori Abner's a hippie dippy, a psycho hippie dippy. I think is something like that, right? Yeah, and and she she mentions how like and I guess the the husband he's done this a few times where he like gets a place and like drastically improves or changes it, and you know, move, but he likes on. to live in it for at least a month, at yeah. least a month to get the feel of the place, the soul. I can res- I can respect my. That. So my dad, when we bought this house, Sarah was like, "We want to change all this stuff to this stuff." And my dad told us great advice. He said, "Live in the house for four seasons before you start making any big changes because you got to see what it's like in all the seasons." I think it's great advice. But like that guy's yeah, an architect. That, that that's a, good. yeah. I mean, that's how you figure out if it has ghosts or not. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to exercise the demons? Check that box. Yeah, Yeah. go yes on ghosts. No on mice. Yes on ghosts. Maybe termites. Maybe, maybe we uh we so she she gives up the fact that the the hippie lady was having some um some tax issues and you know her and her husband bought the place like so she she was the original or one of the owners of the house or she got the house passed i think down inherited to her. it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but she was but they couldn't afford the tax though. issues yeah so um because they her bought gra- the house it was her grandfather's house right yeah uh, yeah i would it's a family some, house some all the way relation. back to the yeah, yeah to beckworth but um which in the case of unpaid property is it the town that seizes the house right Dude, i have no idea zero clue we need some kind of lawyer or oh, paralegal. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, she, um, she mentions that uh, that this lady was totally fine with them purchasing the house until about a week ago, when she started coming up at them and demanding that they like relinquish the house back to her, and like you know, like how she's this super angry lady. Um, so you know, we get her as a suspect. We also with the the stolen you, you're talking about uh Rigsby and uh Van Pelt um they 
it, you know, in finding this like garage or like tool shed or whatever, they go in there and immediately find a bunch of power tools missing. <laughs> Um, and this this is a shoehorned suspect because then they're just like, oh yeah, we just asked the guy, yeah. and it's like it's the local thief. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a local thief. It's just, of course, you know he's just out there playing pool. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Lisbon's trying to ask him questions, and he's like, I, I don't have to tell you shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this guy is pretty passive character. Yeah. Yes. Jeb uh, Haas, what a dupe. <laughs> Jeb, classic Jeb. We get um, we get Jane who talks to the the local historian of the um, of the town, and he the local historian gives him some good information about the the owner of the house, and then, <laughs> and there's a <laughs> kind of weird moment where you know they they've been nice and cordial. I think he's given him tea. Yes, yep. with clover honey, and Jade fucking chugs the tea down and like, <laughs> like that's a aggressive tea drinking situation. Philip um, Ramey is the local historian. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, there's, I know there's a good scene with him and Cho while this is going on. With does, who and Cho? Does someone remember? With who and Joe? While while Jane's talking with Raimi? Joe meets with Tori Abner, the the crazy lady, the, the crazy. Right, lady. right, yeah. What's the, could you do? You remember what happens there? Oh yeah, because um, Joe's so interrogating them. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So Joe, she basically rehashes the same things that we know that like she says that he lied about what he was going to do with the mansion, that he was just going to restore it, and now he wants to like tear it down and like rebuild it completely, and that he's like greedy. Um, and she also says at some point, she, this is a, a common thing with her is that she comments on people's auras. <laughs> um, so she, she comments that Joe's aura is an excellent color. It's deep red, grounded, realistic. Joe just stares at her during this part. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, not too much else happens. Uh, at, at one point, Jane does call Cho and ask him if he asked her about the ghosts. <laughs> because previ- previous Lisbon had specifically told everyone not at any point to mention <laughs> ghosts. Uh, so Cho does ask her after some convincing. Wait, you, you missed the part where, where Lisbon Lisbon's like, all right, don't bring up the ghosts. But <laughs> And Jane is yeah. literally, and he's like, "Nah, it's cool. Just talk. Just bring up the ghost. It's fine." Well, he's like, he's like pantomiming behind her back, and Lisbon after like a like, and Joe is just like staring at Jane yeah. while Lisbon is talking to him. So she just like turns around. And she's like, "I know what you're doing," like, and then turns back and is like, "No ghosts." <laughs> so anyway, after some very mild convincing, Joe asks her uh, about the ghost, and then she comments like that the. Beckworth, her great or grandfather, still haunts the mansion, and then Jane from the historian also heard that there is some secret treasure, his <laughs> his fortune that is also in the house, and asked Joe about that, and then uh, uh, Tori just says that it's a myth and that there's no there's no treasure in the house. My favorite no. thing about Joe when when he finally responds to Jane. Or, like, responds to Jane's requests about, like, asking the question about the ghost. Because he's done it a couple times where it's, like, goofy things like, do you know who Miles Thorson is? He just asks exactly that with no, like, nothing about it. He's like, so is there anything about ghosts in this house? (laughs) 
Like it's just it's not like not related to anything out of the blue. And it makes me chuckle every time he's just like, Yeah, I'm gonna point blank this one to you guys I, with no I wrote context. It down too. He had some real like he's very blunt because yeah. he um, yeah. Cause Jade's yeah. like cause Jade's like, yo, man, ask him what the ghost. And he's like, yo. And he's just like Lisbon told us not, dude. He's like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Or he says something like that, like the historian says that there's a ghost, so it's pertinent to the case. And so Joe's just like, ghost? There are ghosts? (laughs) And then obviously she's like, oh, yeah, no, like my great grandfather's a lovely ghost. And he's just like, yep, ghosts. Just, yep, (laughs) get the yes on ghosts. Yeah. So with that, Jane Jane finishes the tea that Raimi gives her, uh, and like goes to leave. And bef- as he's leaving, he asks like, "How did Beckworth make his money?" To which uh, he uh, Beckworth, or sorry, the historian says that he was a bootlegger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, asked if he had ever met Foster, uh, who's the dead the, guy, the victim. Yeah, uh, and he said once or twice, but then he never really paid him any attention. Which, as Jane's leaving, <laughs> says, you deceitful old bag of bones. And then Raimi says, excuse me. And Jane says, you heard me. <laughs> I and gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And then leaves with these books. I will not elaborate. <laughs> yeah. That's, so a, good. Oh, that's just a good answer insult, dude. <laughs> yeah. You deceitful you old deceitful bag of bag bones, of bones. Peace. I'm out. Uh. Wow. And then we get the, the spooky dookie part. What happens here, Sacco? So this is when <clears throat> Van Pigsby go back to the house. Uh, and it's it's you got, epic. You got you gotta live with that now. <laughs> this is painful. It's Every time stick. I hear it, it's live, painful. You gotta live with that. So Van Pelter Rigsby uh go back to the house and it's opened. And they both are like, wait a minute, this thing wasn't opened. So here's one little uh one little qualm that I have. Everyone on the CBI pulls their guns at the drop of a hat. But when this door that hasn't been opened is now opened, they both go, huh, that wasn't opened. And they walk in with no guns drawn and walk around for a little bit until they hear a noise. Whereas all of these other times when they're like exploring a new place, guns are drawn, fingers on triggers, ready to go. Just be consistent, well- CBI. What are no. they? What are they going to do, Sacco? Shoot a ghost? <laughs> I mean, it's better than not shooting a ghost. I don't. That just seems uh, like it's going to make the ghost angry. Also, to- also, you know, I bet depending on who, you know, like Lisbon seems like a person that's just going to have her gun out all the time. So, like, versus Van Pelt and Rigsby, a little well, like, you uh, know, maybe less, less so. I think Rigsby probably reeled it back because Van Pelt's around. Is if I had to take a guess, because Cho and Rigsby. They get their guns out quick. They're ready to go. <laughs> These guys are ready to pop off. But anyways, so they go they go into the house uh, and they're, you know, they end up do pulling their guns out when they go upstairs and they're in the same room that um, Alan Foster was murdered in. And so they're up there and then they the like there's this room in the back and the doors slam closed and the lights start flickering. It's all the exact same as it was when at the beginning of the episode when you see Alan Foster die. And so they're pointing their guns towards the closed doors and the doors open. They're like, come out CBI with your hands up, blah, 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 blah. And then you see like a spectral projection of Jane and he's like doing a goofy little dance and he says, boo. Uh, And they walk back there and they're like, how'd you do that? They put their guns in and they, they see Jane and it's, 
It's all an illusion, Michael. <laughs> so it's this house was like rigged up. Walter Beckworth rigged up this house to have like all sorts of goofy stuff so that when he would do his seances and talk with the spiritual things, like he could project ghosts in the house and scare the shit out of people while doing it. Because in the early 1920s, having like speakers run through the house and like being able to remotely close and open doors and have like projections using some, I wonder if that like physics actually works with the like glass. Like, you, yeah, I think that's an actual thing, which is like, it's kind of neat. So like they do all this stuff and what you also find out when Jane, they're illusions, Michael. So you find out all these illusions and you also find out that there's secret passages like, all over this house, like everywhere. I as soon as I heard bootlegger from the previous guy, I was like, "There's all kinds of secret, like <laughs> secret stuff in that house." Yeah. So they're like, they go. Jane finds this cool secret passage, um, and he tells Van Pelt and Rigsby to go down the stairs in the secret passage. They're in the second floor. He's like, "You guys go downstairs and check it out. I'll find the entrance from the outside." And so that's kind of the end of that scene. It cuts. To Lisbon, who now this fucking Jeb Haas guy, like, <laughs> yeah, we can I, forget about Jeb Haas. Jeb Haas is not important. I, I, I should mention it because I believe we forgot. We actually forgot to bring up the actual murderer. Oh yeah, who, who, who is the cousin of the hippie lady who, who just got like as chose like interrogating nephew. I think it's nephew. Nephew. Oh, Nef- yeah, nephew. Yeah. Um, he's just like, hey, guy, hey, guy, I'm helping, I'm helping my my aunt with my the taxes. I'm just a humble lawyer. This guy um, does. Does this guy look like another actor? He looks so. He looks. He looks like the guy uh, from the Winter Soldier who plays the uh, he, the bat, like the main bad guy. He's Holy in True Blood. Shit, that's True Blood, where I knew yeah. him from. He's Steve Newland, son of a bitch. I have. What, the Classic second he Steve showed Newman. up, I have never been more sure of a killer more than him. It, it it was nothing other than just like like I said that meta part of being like this is an actor that then like there's no way there's no reason for this person to be here other than to be the murderer. But there there were several actors or like uh, backup actors in this episode that are in a bunch of other stuff though. Like even the the local sheriff guy is in like as a like a part actor in a bunch of stuff. The crazy aunt lady is also in a bunch of stuff. I feel like, well, I mean, I, this is probably confirmation bias, but like I, the second he showed up, I was like, he's yeah. They're like, there's no doubt in my mind that this is the killer. You got to watch out for those pale people. <laughs> the creepy. He was I, a vampire. It, you know, I, I get how they lo- like lure these actors and actresses in by being like, you know, like, Come play just one episode of this show. We'll ha- you could be the killer. It'd be really cool, you know. And there's no recurring parts, right? You just do it the one time. But I also feel like it would be nice if they did the same thing, but then just made like have them not be the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost every well, time. I, I mean, like I didn't. I didn't recognize him from anything. Well. So yeah, I I knew I knew him from somewhere, but I could not pin him as the guy from Red Blood or. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what a true blood. I he also he, it felt like eh, uh, it felt <laughs> like uh, he was also in like 30 Rock, but I could be wrong about that. OK, but yeah, so I know he's not Wesley Snipes. He is not <laughs> Wesley Snipes. They're 
Yep, they're very different. But anyways, <laughs> he goes he goes they like after uh after they send him to the basement, they go get Jeb Haas and Cho questions. I like Cho's questioning of Jeb. I thought that was funny. <laughs> At the, like so Cho's like, We know you did it. And Jeb's like Jeb tries to tries to play the cards like I'll I'll give you information, information that you want, but I need a deal on the theft and the breaking and entering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I need some immunity. And Cho's like, okay, what about immunity from the uh the tax evasion? You got seven years of taxes that you haven't paid. And so that that holds some big prison time. And then the guy sings like a songbird. <laughs> and and as he what he tells what he tells Cho is that um the night that he stole the stuff, he saw Alan Foster's wife in a car <gasps> dun, dun, dun. in the woods. You mean she wasn't out of state? She wasn't out of state. She was actually next to the house. So oh now she's a big suspect, but she didn't do it. She was just there. But um, so <laughs> the best is that when the guy's like, so what are you going to do about me for the breaking entry into the tax evasion? He goes, tax evasion? I just made that up. It just leaves. <laughs> You seem like a guy who wouldn't do his taxes for like a decade. <laughs> what, what, what I don't get is like, wouldn't that guy know that he did or did it like Joey? I mean, just, he probably didn't do his taxes, dude. I mean, it's a, good, it's a good ass guess, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> What's he going to report all his money that he's made in stealing stuff? <laughs> I guess, yeah. This ain't Cho's first rodeo, dude. He can size this person up. Yep. And then we uh, get. We get the Van Pelt and Rigsby scene. Yeah. Scott, you take this one. You're a real romantic back- type. Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> back at the back at the house, uh, we end up where they've basically located a couple of the secret passageways, bootlegging passageways in the house. Uh, and so Van Pelt and Rigsby are together going through these like creepy old cellars and like passageways. They go through an old wine cellar down a uh, hallway. They both of them have like, we get these like classic like flashlight scene where they're like peering around, still super dark. Rigsby's flashlight goes out at one point, a little spooky still. Um, and then at one point, uh, something sort of like runs up Van Pelt's leg and she screams a bit and Rigsby like goes over to her and it's like you okay is everything okay and then we get this like moment where their faces are way too close together <laughs> which is like classic like TV Early sitcom yeah, yeah. yeah um and then and then and then Van Pelt starts to walk away and Rigsby grabs her and then Rigsby just like like there's so many things he could say but this is this is what he goes with I love you. I've loved you from the first moment I met you. Screw the rules. Screw the CBI. I need you. Unless you stop me, I'm going to kiss you now. Listen, he he did he, he had to fucking vomit it all there's, out, man. I there's a it. lot of there was a lot of pent up. <laughs> that was that was that was the damn breaking right there. That that is him having three different ideas of how he wanted it to go in his head, and he's like, I'm just gonna mash it all together. <laughs> This, this sounds like a mix intros to the reading minds and well, sounding cross. Seems like yeah. a personal attack, personally. Yeah, <laughs> things get a little bungled sometimes. Yeah. All right. I so but, my my little note that I had in this was just Rigsby settle the fuck down. What you just said was gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just gross, but like 
a li- coming off a little serial serial killer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love you. Listen, I need that. you. Yeah, we're like, in this I'm gonna, dark I'm, confined area. Yeah. This is yeah. the time. I have if a you gun. Say, yeah. It, look, look. If you say no, I'm gonna end up wearing a mask <laughs> of your face. Is that we, too much? We might Should never we say, find an exit right now. This yeah. is this is our last chance. We we could die down here. Right now. <laughs> But and then as <laughs> as they go in to get their like awkward first suckered kiss, uh, all, all of a sudden a trap door gets opened up and the light pours in and Jane sticks his head in and says, Eureka, call back to Ben Felt, I found it. <laughs> and he just has the goofiest like smile on his face. Yeah. He's so happy he found the secret entrance. Oh, yeah. Isn't this when Lisbon, Lisbon and Cho are now at... Uh... At we get the we get the cat fight. Yeah. Oh right, so. right. Because because they're they're gonna go talk to the wife because you know now her alibi is suspect or not even yeah very suspect. Um. And so they drive up and they they see this this confrontation between the wife and the hippie lady. Uh, that breaks out into like actual physical altercation. Um. And then they grab they grab them both and I think they bring them both in. But they talk to the wife who uh, mentions that the uh, <laughs> the hippie lady came back and was like, yeah, get it. Your, your husband died. But now this place belongs to us now. <laughs> or like made like some kind of like weird like, yeah, give us back the house. And she's like, I, I was like, this person's deranged. And that's why I had to beat her up. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the killer in this scene is such it's such a weird like he's just like they start fighting and he's just kind of like standing there like <laughs> he, he is very much like I just he's just always feels out of place like it, yeah yeah I, he, that was the moment where I was like he's a hundred percent killer <laughs> well he, yeah no a hundred percent um was he also like that in True Blood I like. He's just like very awkward and like not sure of like his place. No, Steve. So in True Blood, he was like he was like a big baller. Newland was like one of the like terrifying vampires. He was one of like the guys who's trying to become the king of Louisiana oh. or whatever. He was okay, he was a scary dude. That, that's that's really something to strive for. Well, there. no, that's like a <laughs> that's like a big thing in the True Blood universe. You're like the vampire king of Louisiana. <laughs> Sounds like a very impressive universe. <laughs> yeah, there's werewolves, there's were tigers. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the Lord of Arkansas. Sh- so that's just, that's my gambit. The shapeshifters, <laughs> but those are like kind of shitty versions of werewolves. But they're kind of cool because they can be whatever they want. That show was. Well, that's way cooler than just turning into a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say. How is I that feel not like way cooler? If I had to be the mayor somewhere, I, I feel like Louisiana would actually be like pretty up. New there. Orleans. Yeah. Do you want to be? Do you want to be the mayor of all Louisiana or just the mayor of New Orleans? No, he was the king well, of Louisiana. I mean, but it counts. Like you get New Orleans by yeah. getting the. But mayor then you of get all the other stuff too, though. It's kind yeah, of you're the mayor. You can choose where to hang out. That's true. <laughs> I I hope you got flood insurance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you're the mayor of Massachusetts, doesn't mean you have to fucking go to like North Adams. Of, yeah, you're not like you can just you, you don't see wait, who the fuck who the fuck you don't, is, you, you don't, you don't have to go to Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> we don't got Charlie, but does, you might. Does Charlie Baker live in Lee, Massachusetts? Uh, how nah, how often does he go to the fucking West West Massachusetts, Western Mass? 
All I'm saying is if you're if you're the king of Massachusetts, you definitely get to befriend Matt Damon, though. That's pretty cool. And Wahlberg. But then you also and get Wahlberg. to befriend Ben Affleck. And that guy's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Massachusetts, though, you, you make out you make out on the positive side with cool actors from Massachusetts. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. What what's what's Louisiana giving us who's, really? Wait a minute. Pop, Popeyes? Wait a minute. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's who's, pretty good. Who's like the bad actors in Massachusetts? You got Wahlberg, you got Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Oh Wahlberg I thought we're counting Wahlberg among the bad actors, right? Yes. Right, yes. Okay. Right. I'm just saying good. it feels like all the the good act they're all just related to fucking Affleck, dude. I don't no. <laughs> you got Casey, Casey Casey Affleck, Affleck is, is not good. I would yeah, I wouldn't no, I would sneeze at Casey Affleck. No, he's a good actor, but I'm just saying it's like all the spawns of Affleck. No, no, no. You got you got Chris Evans. He's from Massachusetts. He's good. Oh, that's true. Matt yeah. Damon is his own entity, not spot Matt Damon is genuinely good. Matt Amy Damon's Pol- genuinely yeah. good. Amy Poehler, she's phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. Steve yeah. Carell, phenomenal. Like there's yeah, all the there's dudes. a lot of good actors. <laughs> this guy over here. Yeah, Fair get out enough. Of here. Fair enough. Anyways, back to the murder or back to uh, the cat fight. Yeah, well, so they start asking the the wife what's going on, and she's like, listen, like, I'm not proud of this, but I was um, paranoid about my husband being uh, unfaithful. So, like, you know, when she heard that, you know, he was staying here this weekend, she got um, paranoid and then ended up, you know, um, staking out at the house to see if she could, you know, catch him in the act. And, like, at this point, Jane's kind of there and he's, um, oh, you know, correctly guessing everything that's happening here. Um and she, she like, she shows like great regret that like, um, that she didn't like go into the house after you know like at this point or afterwards you know she kind of just left without actually, you know, meeting with her husband and this you, you can tell it's like really affecting her. Um, Jane tries to like give her some like, uh, not words of with wisdom, but like some condolences, and she's like, you know, what what would you know? Like what like how do you do it? And the other Jane's like, nah, you know, I know, I know, <laughs> like I know how this fucking feels. I I think <laughs> to be fair, what she says is like, I I just keep thinking that if I had gone in, he might still be alive. And Jane Jane's response to that is, no, you'd probably both be dead. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's like for Jane, like <laughs> all I hope guess, is yeah, ripped out cool, on yeah. him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like Jane yeah, is yeah. like just cold at this point as far yeah. as that's concerned uh yeah cause i actually did think later on they have another scene together and i thought jane was gonna be more comforting than he than yeah, he no, ended yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the, the, but like, I, I they they did this this kind of rinse repeat stuff in the first season and it's like it still all works for me um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm not tired of it yet. It it also works for me when he's so cold about it because like yeah. is, he he's a jaded motherfucker even if he does yeah. seem happy. Um, what happens after the lawyer, the paralegal kid, is in the uh, in the um, in the thing, and Cho talks to him, and then Rigsby, like he just says, like, yeah, we're keeping him for a little bit longer. And then Rigsby's like, I told Grace I love her, right? <laughs> Rigsby tells her, he's like, I, I told Vin Pelt that I loved her. And Joe's like, oh, well, okay, cool. 
What happened? <laughs> and he's like, well, she's not talking to me now. And he's like, well, you should probably just tell her again. <laughs> Which is like atrocious uh, like advice. It is awful, awful advice. Yeah, but that's true. But he's just basically being like, go yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's probably like, dude, just keep asking her <laughs> until she gets yeah. a restraining order or you guys yeah, are together, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um Then I think it's I, it's it's the uh they're interrogating Victoria, right? The the crazy lady. And because yeah. she tells Jane that he's got the multicolored hued aura. Um, oh, okay. So they, they're, and this is when you find out about the secret treasure, mm-hmm. right? So they find out about the treasure, um, and you know, Victoria is like, I wanted the house back because Foster was going to ruin it. And I, he told me what he was going to do. And she, <laughs> they're like, no, that's not what it was. You just want the treasure. And so th- there's like a funny, like a f- cute little thing where she's like, well, how are you guys? Victoria goes, well, how are you guys with riddles? And like Jane kind of smiles and smirks. And then they're back at Ramy's store. And mm-hmm. Ramy's like, well, I found this clue. And everybody's there. Like the deputies, <laughs> they're all there for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> Jane's giving the deputy the stink eye again. Yeah. So the, the riddle is... Uh, if fortune is what you seek sincere, the only place to look is here. But here is spelt H-E-A-R, not H-E-R-E. So, Which, by the way, the historian missed. What kind of janky-ass historian reads a riddle and is like, I just assume they misspelled one of the words. <laughs> Because no, this dude doesn't want any, he, he wants to fucking keep the prize to himself, dude. Yeah, this was. Well, then why did he call them and tell them he found anything in the first place? Well, no, he because didn't. now now the jig's up, right? This was this was he called and found it and told it to Victoria so that they could get the cuts on the prize themselves, right? They, were, they wanted to, the bigger piece of the pie. It was going to be split two ways between Ramy and Victoria, and now this whole thing got all bungled. Because people are getting in calf fights and some guy bought the house and like, you know, got it into solvency. So they're not just going to lose the house. Um, but yeah, so I think they they like just cut over to the to the mansion. Yep, Everyone's at the mansion. Yeah. Uh, all the suspects. And Jane is there to do what seems like a like a like a tutorial mission in like a clue video game. <laughs> That's such a good way to describe what happened. <laughs> Jane reads the clue out loud again, and he's like, the word here is misspelled. I don't think it's a mistake. What do you all think when you think of the word here? And people are like, just noise. And then and then you get the cursor, and you just point and click on anything that's clickable, and <laughs> yep. you're like, "Ooh, the piano." <laughs> I think I think it was the piano. <laughs> I think the best though is that like, there's clearly the piano there, and and Jane walks over to the piano, and he goes, "Cho, unveil it," and he <laughs> he whips the the like the like uh blanket off of it. Jane goes underneath it, and he pulls out like this lockbox thing and 
it's an empty box. He goes, oh, here's the fortune. It's an empty box. But there's a clue in the box. Another clue. <laughs> and it says, to, for- to find fortune and riches, one doesn't need help. All one must do is look to oneself. And in the Clue video game, what does everybody click on? We'll, we'll give the folks at home a minute to, to think the about deer it. The deer statue. Oh, deer statue. It, the bottom text it was pops, in the antler. The bottom text pops up and says, what am I going to do with the deer statue? <laughs> <laughs> I can't use this right now. Lick it. You click it a million times. We still can't use this. Anyways, it's the mirror. So Lisbon is like, you're wasting our time, Jane. And I'm like, she's being really mean to him right now. <laughs> she, start, she starts yelling at everybody to get out. Get the hell out of here. And she, she tells. Go on, get. She tells, just get. has the most fucking blatant. Scram. Like, put up all the security and get. Get the stakeouts ready. No one's getting in here. Lock this place down. <laughs> and, and Jane tries to like interrupt. She's like, Lisbon, but I, we can. And she goes, bite me. We're done for the night. <laughs> and everybody leaves. And he looks up at her and mouths like, bite me? Really? You're going to be that mean to me? There's some really good. Lisbon had some great facial expressions where she's like, ooh, did I, oh, did that, did I, like, ham that up a little too much? Like, I'm not an Did that resonate? Yeah. It's real good. It was really, really good. Um, So, yeah. Then I think it's, like, back to the stakeout and where we're almost, we've almost caught the killer. Yeah. We're at the most uncomfortable stakeout. Like, why, oh, boy. why did you have fucking Van Pelton Riggs? Choking, I guess Cho's probably pissed at them, but choking would have been like, <laughs> hey, yeah, sure, every time we see a stakeout, it's Cho and Rigsby, but this time I'll have Van Pelton there. Well, th- think about it this way, right? Cho, If Cho volunteers and gets stuck with Rigsby, what happens? I guess he's just going to be talking about the situation. Yeah. So if Joe gets stuck with Van Pelt, what happens? It's uncomfortable uh, you know, we, we haven't seen enough Van Pelt show interactions. We haven't. No. I would love to see more of that. But I think it's an uncomfortable car sit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think they sit there in silence. Mm. Do you think... Do you think Rigsby thought it was Cho and Rigsby? <laughs> like, Rigsby must have thought it was Cho and Rigsby doing the stakeout, and Cho probably just changed it with Van. He's like, yeah. we got to get this over anything. with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not because feeling it. There's like, no like way the Rigsby goes in there like, if, if he knew that that's what was going to happen, yeah. right? No. <laughs> it was kind of. But yeah, we just get, we get them awkwardly in the car, and basically they're like, Rigsby's like, well, we could go together, or like, we need to figure this out. And she's just like, Let's just not, and why don't we split up, and I'll walk the grounds, and you stay in the car. She says that, like, listen, like, this probably isn't good to do right now, you know, referring to their relationship. Um, Rigsby's, you know, pretty fucking heart-fallen, crest-fallen. Like a kicked, like a kicked puppy. Well, puppy yeah. Rigsby. Poor Rigsby. <laughs> but as this is happening, we, we get, like... The the paralegal just kind of moseys on or like doesn't check it doesn't check the fact that there's a fucking car right there and just swings open the door and then walks in you know walks inside to <laughs> go to the mirror to get his final prize and that's when you know the the jig is up Lisbon turns on the lights and they have guns out and they're like we got you 
And then we get, again, what I like to think is the funniest murder sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, his motive was like, like it was just, he's gotten screwed like his entire life, and he's like, I deserve this treasure. Like this, this should be mine. Uh, but this, you know, this fucking dick took took the uh, the built the, the house. He bought it from us. Um, so he's like, I'm gonna use some tricks and like <laughs> try and spoo- scare him away. And he's like, he's doing like weird rustling sounds and like little ghost noises. And then uh, we see the night of the murder. That same scene from the beginning where it's like the doors open up and there's like lights going off and like spooky stuff happening the <laughs> and the guy walking towards the light and then we see the rest of that scene which is him walking through <laughs> just like walk takes two more steps into the room and then looks to his left where the guy is just like huddled in a corner <laughs> yeah i thought that was like the best it's like when someone like runs into a room and then hides behind the door like what hap- what it would ever happen if you just like open that door <laughs> and the guy's like uh, yeah, just clearly, like he's just like I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, and he, he tried, I didn't think this through. The guy literally tries to like slink and run away, and the, the victim runs after him to tackle him, and that's when he accidentally kills him. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny how they always didn't mean to kill him. I didn't mean to kill him. It's even. I just. This I, is I this know. is the one time I genuinely feel like he didn't mean yeah. to kill. He was trying to run away. He was trying to run, and then the guy like it caught changed. him, and he hit him with a flashlight or something, and then threw right, him I'm out pull- a window. Pull the pin. I'm pulling out the pin. Pull the pin. I'm pulling it out. Right, what's what I got? would su- I would sooner believe that this house is actually haunted than that this guy is capable of throwing a lifeless body of a grown adult male through a window. Do you know how incredibly difficult that would be? Feats of strength, baby. To get him to get this him guy to is land fucking Hercules. that far away to far from away, the house? Through, through not just a window, but like a, a, a wooden framed ornate glass window. A big, I need you, the amount of force you would need to generate to do such a thing. I just want, a big, I just want you to like go pick up the heaviest thing in your house. Like go pick up a, like a bit of your couch, the chair you're sitting on, the chair that you're sitting no, on. I would not ex- believe it's anyone. Could, fucking <laughs> impossible. Could fucking it's bizarre. Uh, shot put a fucking body yeah. out of a <laughs> building like that. Okay. We should have got another awkward scene after he's hiding and like attempts to run away. Him attempting to like throw this body through the window and like like barely like budging it against the glass. There's only one person I believe could do that, and that is. The bad character from Matilda, because she's very good at throwing people. That's true. All right, all right, um, fair. I'd also, I'd also buy the mountain. Yeah, he <laughs> could it. probably do it. Do you, do you think this paralegal is like sitting in jail, being like, "Wait, I knew all this like tricks and fucking like doohickeys about this mansion." Instead of do, I could have just walked in there and taken the th- like I didn't have to do any of this. I could have just went to the piano at night and taken what I needed. Yep. Or waited like a week and then gone <laughs> into the house and gotten the final treasure. Yeah. Just like this fucking guy. What are they gonna do? Live in that mansion forever? <laughs> uh we I believe oh yeah, so Saka, what happens the post 
murder, the celebration at the CBI office. What happens here? They get case closed pizza, which, by the way, that pizza looked so bad. Gross. <laughs> like the grossest it, pizza it you've like, ever seen. It looked, it looked like, like microwave pizza. It definitely looked like some intern ordered the pizza at like 11 a.m. and didn't start shooting that thing till like 7. It just was out the there. next day. Like, yeah. yeah. It's it, yeah, it was real bad. So they get their they get their case closed pizza, um, and Van Pelt and Rigsby are being super duper awkward in the kitchen. Jane's like, "Oh wait, I got something special to go get." So Cho and Lisbon are like getting the pizza all set up. Cho makes a funny quip about like, "If Rigsby eats all the sausage pizza, I'll be pissed." Um, they're setting up, and Jane's like, "Oh, let me go get something." He runs into the he runs into the kitchen and grabs a bottle of wine and a bunch of cups. And Rigsby's like getting milk out of the fridge, and he's got like a six pack of Coke or something. And <laughs> all of a sudden, Van Pelt grabs Rigsby's hand as like he goes over to try to get something near a cabinet area. She grabs his hand and like pulls him into some dark office. And they just start a smooching, like big dog <laughs> smooching it up. Hot and heavy. And so, Did anyone else expect Jane to just be standing in that like dark office? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jane 100% knows. But anyways, so Van Pelt's like... I love, I, and this continues into the next episode, I love the idea that they're entertaining the idea that Jane doesn't know what's going yeah. on. I, I love the idea that they think... <laughs> Anyone does it like literally yeah. every character has been like you guys are about to hook like like yeah. this is the worst kept secret when when, yeah. when Van Pelt's hypnotized she's like yeah as long as she doesn't start sleeping with Rigby she'll be good like but a bit no, but we a bit, gotta keep keeping, this on the rack <laughs> a bit they're keeping it on the down low like Joe the motherfucker predicting everything that's how you think he's. <laughs> But yeah, so Van Pelt's like, I'm going to leave in a few minutes. Meet me in my car. I'm assuming they're going to go smash. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they go back and they eat their pizza. And uh, Jane is pouring the wine for everyone. And so, uh, someone's like, Cho's like, so what was that key for? Like, what's the fortune? And Jane's like, Beckworth was a collector. He collected a lot tens of millions of dollars worth of the like finest stuff in the world and they're like what is it and he just takes a sip and says cheers and if you didn't figure out that he's a wine collector because he's a bootlegger you're an idiot but (laughs) he's jane stealing wine from beckworth's creepy mansion drinking the evidence serving it up in plastic cups yeah yeah god little sippy cups but yeah i like this episode we got we got some we got some movement on the Van Pigsby front. Yeah, finally. A- Emily definitely thought it was the historian guy who was behind all of it oh, yeah. because she thought the notes had been a- aged in tea and that all the, the tea references, uh, which I thought was really cool, but it, it clearly She was thinking not, a level uh, beyond. <laughs> materialized. She's, she's playing chess. Everyone's playing checkers. <laughs> If she thought that this show had had that level of complexity, she's going to be real disappointed with the upcoming episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was glitter. Um, But was it the guy who invented glitter? Yeah, it was the the originator, the true glitter king. Um, I we did. There was just one part we we were talking about it earlier in the episode, but the uh, the wife does. 
meet back up with Jane, like, as, you know, everything's winding down, and she's, like, oh, yeah. she, like, apologizes, saying, like, hey, like, listen, I found out about your history, um, and she asks, like, do you think the dead know how we feel? Like, you know, she's still, you know, harboring a lot of regrets that she didn't ever get to talk to her husband that night. Um, do you think they, like, understand? And Jane, like, like Scott mentioned, just pretty coldly just kind of answers, like, no, sorry, like, and walks away, like, like he, he, he is not nope. here to entertain that, you know, that yeah. aspect of, uh, mourning. <laughs> Fucking Jane, you dick. <laughs> but, yeah, that's episode five, so episode six, uh, Sacco, set the scene. We're back in the woods, well, we're kind of in a Back fe- in the woods <laughs> again! <laughs> we're in, like, a, a woodsy field this time, so... Uh, CBI rolls up and there's a local boy. The The murdered boy is named Kirby Hines. He was just kind of like a nobody, a welder. Um, there's a local police department there who Lisbon knows the uh, woman who's a police officer, which is cool. She's like long time no see. Um, the guy just has some blunt force trauma wounds, couple of big shots, and he's just dead in the middle of the field. Um in the beginning, as Abik had just mentioned, Jane notices the glitter on the side of the victim's face, and that's something that will be important later on for the murderer. Um, the, I think this is in the running for, like, worst actual murder, right? Wor- yeah, yeah, it's kind of a shitty no. murder. It's a pretty dumb murder. Um, but <laughs> Most so, inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing? Um <laughs> I mean, it's a crime of passion, I guess, at least, right? There's that, sort of. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so anyways, Lisbon, like, as this guy is dead in the field, um, the camera kind of pans, and there's a whole mess of people just rolling up to this crime scene. Like, a lot of people, like 40 people. And it's getting loud and angry. We and got the, the the fucking Montagues and the Capulets. The Capulets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a regular old Romeo and Juliet story going on here. Um, Which never really get, went anywhere. No. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. It doesn't really amount to anything. But so... Uh, this Lisbon, was the apex of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was literally... I was like, oh shit, <laughs> shit's going down. And then it was just like, nah, not really. Yeah. So, so uh, Lisbon tells Rigsby and Van Pelt, Go go figure out the body. Um, Jane Cho and her are going to go talk to the families. As soon as everyone leaves, this is what we were talking about before. Rigsby's like, Grace, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Jane knows about us. And Van Pelt's like, Nah. And he goes, I know we've been pretty cool. We've been pretty cool, but like, I think Jane knows. <laughs> it's like we've been tracing our steps. There's no way this guy can find out. Jane, Jane knows what you ate for breakfast without you knowing what you ate for breakfast. This guy's a weirdo. <laughs> but so. Uh, anyways, Lisbon, Jane, and Cho, like, they walk up to these two families who are the Gerbers and the Luscombs, um, and they're arguing, people are like, I'm gonna kill you, you suck, blah, 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 this is our land, and then this awesome crotchety old man just <laughs> fucking pulls a huge knife out of nowhere, he goes, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the brass balls on this guy because the cops are everywhere like this yeah, is there a situation are cops. It's, a, it's a literal crime scene there are cops all over the place and I'm he's, a gut you ready <laughs> <laughs> he showed me the knife and, and, he's, 
and he, he like pulls his knife out because you're dead and Joe snaps it out of his yeah. hand and like basically breaks this dude's wrist. It would not be fun for him. And Jane's like, hmm, nice work, buddy. <laughs> so they arrest him. And uh, this guy, Theodore Luscombe, is a total toolbox. Have you ever seen, I don't know if you guys have ever seen these videos as a tangent. I've seen some of them where the people like get pulled over by cops and they're like, we are free citizens of the United States. We do not abide by the laws, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever seen those things? I've seen some. So for me, like, (laughs) I can't help but equate this stuff with like, QAnon anymore. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's like That's exactly it. At, now it's like less funny for me because I'm more depressed yeah. at the amount of people that converts the, that this, like this man this man is not a caricature. No. <laughs> Which is so unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. He is an accurate reflection of many people. I think it all in, in two thousand eight I bet I would laugh. Like yeah. it's like a fun, yeah. it's like a funny idea that who would believe this stuff? This this guy was definitely a caricature in two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, but he He's, you know, yeah. he could be your neighbor in 2020. <laughs> or your dad. He, yep. He, yep. he says, like like he said, Zach, he said, uh, the fetid state authorities are not legitimate, so I do not recognize this arrest. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think my favorite Y'all part. Tools. I think my favorite part of this is that Jane goes along with it yeah. just to fuck with the guy. Because the guy's like, you're all tools of the United Nations. And Jane's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got it. They told us. They told, we had a big meeting. Told us all about it. Like, we know what's going on right now. Figured it all out. And the guy's like, wait a minute. Are you making fun of me? He goes, no, 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 no. That's like, we got it all. We do all. And Lisbon's like, shut the fuck up, Jane, you idiot. <laughs> then they stick him in the car and, and they go on. Um, and then it gets contentious fast. Yeah, because then we get to the real meat and potatoes. Everything else was fucking dressing on the side. This is the meat and potatoes of the episode. They're back at the CBI. Bosco with some other woman who is like angry as fuck looking. Come walking into like Lisbon's team's area. And uh, Lisbon's like, he's he's like Lisbon. And she goes, hey, Bosco, what's up? And he goes, you're not going to like what I'm about to do, but you got to deal with it. And she's like, huh? (laughs) And Bosco walks over to Jane, who's sleeping on the couch or like got his head in a book on the couch. And he's like, hey, Jane, you're under arrest. Book him. Book him, Dan. They pick him up and then boom, the mentalist title hits. And then they're they're in the uh, they're in Bosco's office. And he's like, it's a microphone transmitter that we found during an electronic sweep. This, the trans or the like receiver is this dedicated receiver, which I found in Jane's desk. Okay, Bosco, why are you hunting around in Jane's desk, you dick? You're just as bad as yeah, him. Eavesdropping. You're, you're on un- you're under arrest for illegal search and seizure. Yeah, listen, I'm probably on like Bosco's probably in the right. Book him, Lisbon. <laughs> he doesn't have to send fucking Jane to jail, but he probably is in the right to be like Oh shit! Someone's fucking wiretapping this investigation. I should find out if it's yes. <laughs> if it's the guy that keeps being like, "Let me into the investigation." <laughs> <laughs> but so it's it's Jane Lisbon, Bosco, and Manelli in the uh, in Bosco's office, and Manelli's like, "This is what I love about Manelli." Manelli's like, "You fucked up, Jane. You went way too far, and I don't give a now fuck what happens up. to you." Now you fucked up. Wait, I got I got interrupt because I had the image of 
<laughs> that Bosco. <laughs> it's it, in my head. It's like if a bunch of cookies were missing and you got Cookie Monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Not ask Cookie Monster? Like, hey, listen. You know, like this, this is last week. Rep- I get. I get. I get how this might be insulting. But I gotta ask, where are the cookies, man? <laughs> you gotta tell me where the fucking cookies are, dude. I'm being systematically targeted here. I will not get angry. Just just, just let me know where the cookies are, dude. What are you gonna do? Not ask Cookie Monster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good, Big. Oh, anyways. Continue. So, <laughs> they have this conversation, and, you know... They're like, Jane, you were spying on Bosco? And he's like, dog, he has the Red John case, and this guy won't keep me informed, so I'm going to keep myself informed any way possible. I was low-key. I could have used blackmail. I could have made one of your guys tell me everything, but I didn't. I took the high road. But I was nice. And uh, so then here's, like, the actual big bomb of the episode. Bosco, which... I just, I need to say it again. That guy needs to get his eyes spread apart. They are way too close together. He freaks me out. I don't like it. But anyways, Bosco's like, we can resolve this real easy. No problems. Today, right now, Patrick Jane, you resign from the CBI and never, ever come back here. AG doesn't file charges. Life's good. Run away. Run far away. And and never return. Yeah, Elizabeth Lusso is like, boss, you can't do this. And Manelli, who again is being a fantastic manager here, goes, he's in his fucking right to do that. And if that's what he wants to do, nothing I can do about it. Frankly, I don't want to fix this. Jane is <laughs> fucking up on this one hard. Um, So they're like, what's it going to be? And Jane's like, charge me. I'll see you in court, bitch. And he goes, you know, if we do this, you're going to jail today and you can't file for bail or whatever or for whatever until Tuesday. So you're going to be stuck in jail for three days. He goes, whatever. Come on. And uh, he's like, Lisbon pleads with him one last time. Like, you really want to do this? And Bosco reaches desk. He's like, I already did. Book him, Malloy. And hands (laughs) like some paper. And then, bam, Jane's in jail. Wearing... for the first time, I think, in the entire series, not a suit. Not a suit. <laughs> when he was in, like, the fucking asylum, was he also in a suit? I could, I could see it. Oh, no, I think he had a straight jacket on then. You're right, you're right. <laughs> but you don't know that he didn't have a suit on he, under He could have had a suit on. That's true. Yeah. Technically, you could have a suit on underneath here, too, though. So. Uh, it'd be much harder to hide a suit underneath those, like, light But if anyone could do pajamas. it. Pajamas. If Jane could. could do it. Jane could. Yeah, Jane could. But yeah, so now he's in jail. So we get we fun. get the classic like nineties two thousands jail scene, which is just like, um, you know, Jane's like walking to his cell, and everyone's like rattling on the on the fucking bars and be, being like, because you know, they know that he's a cop or like cop adjacent or something. Um, he he ends up. Meeting his cellmate, and his cellmate is like, he's like, what are you in for? And the cellmate's like, um, I was accused of raping and killing this person, but I need you to know, like, we had consensual sex, and then I killed him, but it was consensual. <laughs> uh, Jade's like, what are you in for? Jade's like, I was, like, eavesdropping. <laughs> eavesdropping. <Ooh. laughs> 
<laughs> and he's like, you got the top bug. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> after that happens, I, I got excited because I was like, oh, all right, cool. This is going to be the CBI team solving the case without Jane. But, like, this without is, Jane. I said I thought the same thing. I was like, they're, they're going to have to fucking use their fucking abilities and stuff. Um, you, nope. You nope. were wrong. I was incorrect. I also thought that Jane was intentionally trying to go to prison to like to meet up with someone. Like there was some I sort of like Red so. John contact yep. or something. That was my thought too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also not the case. Not the case. Yeah. <laughs> um. They so they they the team splits up to kind of speak with their respective families, and th- this was a little hard for me to follow as far as like. All the fam- like the different like family groups and whatnot, but the the big thing is essentially that there's there was a there was a dispute on stolen land. I would imagine it's like one of the families believed they had the rights to the land, but it got taken by the one of the other families, and that's why they all fucking hate each other. There was some backstory that some like illegitimate uncle at some point like had the rights to the property, then sold it to the other to the Capulets, and then the Montagues got upset later on when they found out like what happened, but then tried to take them to court, didn't work. <laughs> so that's and the, and there's oil, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not enough. You know, there are, there's always oil involved. So um, all of a sudden, there's a big motive because there's millions of dollars on this plot of land. Um, the, I believe there is, oh, sorry, actually at this point we're back to, to Jay it cuts in and out between them and Jade and like, it cuts back to Jade having a heart to heart with his cellmate, like, like bringing up like family and like all these issues and it, and the guy's like, I appreciate you, Jade. It's like a little nice little moment. It's a cute healthy. Yeah. Uh, oh, and <laughs> so while that happens, we get Bosco. He like walks into like Lisbon's office, and he's like, "Hey, listen, you know I got beef." <laughs> it's like a very weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know why it's weird, but it's just like the the language used is weird. Where he's like, "I, you know, I got beef with Jane, but you know, we, you and me, we cool, right? <laughs> we cool, right? Right." <laughs> What is this? What is this going on right now? Um, and then Lisbon's like, "I know, I understand what you did, but I don't know if we're cool yeah, we yet. We ain't cool yet. <laughs> we're not cool until I say we're cool. <laughs> Capiche? <laughs> it's very much like a how you do, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> um, I do like how how Bosco is like. It's like very serious that he like gets Lisbon's approval. Lisbon's like. Yo, I don't, uh, I don't care. Like, I, I like Lisbon as, like, always, like, professional, you know, like. Um, but you wanted him, to, you wanted her to say fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I wanted to be like, yo, I, like, I'm doing this to fucking fuck with Jane, all right? That's what I'm here yeah. for. Ah. <laughs> uh, what happens after? They go talk to the wife. Oh, yes, yeah. What's, what's up with Who- that? Not much. It's Lisbon and Van Pelt. Uh, go talk to Donna Hines, formerly Donna Gerber. Um, Grace is like a little distracted. Clearly, she's like thinking about her and Brigsby and that stuff, uh, which Lisbon notices because, like, yeah, oh, yeah of course. Um, 
And uh, when they talk to her, so there's like a little girl sitting on the porch that they talk to. She seems like despondent and actually a very good child actor because she seems incredibly sad. This <laughs> da- like she plays the daughter of the deceased uh, dad. She was quite good. Um, but uh, basically the what happens there, like I think we cut away from that at one point, but like the synopsis of what happens with the the wife is that we learned that they had sort of a troubled marriage um, and they were working on it. Um, and that's basically what I took from it. That's that's the big part is like, hey, listen, like, their marriage wasn't great. Like the the victim was at odds with her side of the family, too. Yeah. Like there was they did not have a great relationship. Um, and the- they, I think this is where they bring up that the coroner had found out that he had like several old bruises yes. that he had like gotten severely beaten at some point, and then she, the wife, is like, "I don't know anything about that." Unconvincingly so says, "Clearly like, lying." Yeah. It's like because like if your spouse gets beaten to the point where they're like <laughs> bruised and bloody, you wouldn't be like, "What's hey, yeah. what's going on? Are you doing all right?" No, they're like, "We have to bring up like the oil stuff," and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, we got the oil stuff," and they're like, "You know, I mean, you could stand to get more money uh, if you know if." Or like it'd be if if your if your marriage is in shambles, like maybe if you off the husband, that's more. Who, peace no of one mind. said my marriage was in shambles. Yeah, she's like, how dare you? you literally, <laughs> just, you literally just did say it was in shambles. Do uh, I need to define the word shambles to you? <laughs> um, and then we we get you know as these scenes are happening to go back to progressing with Jade. We get wait, can I? Oh yeah. Do you think the reason? Or do you think any thought was put into the fact that, like, the actual murder story in this is very disinteresting? Maybe because they knew that, like, all people are going to be worried about is, like, Jane's in prison. Let's, like, let's see Jane in prison. Well, it's, it's very much the Jane in prison episode. Or, like, Jane doing his stuff episode. And they're like... Well, we still have to fill, fulfill the obligations of there has to be a murder. Like, yeah, they, they have to be doing something. And, and like, to, to the... Because I did, as much as I'm shitting on, I actually like the episode, but it yeah. it's because I feel like the, it showed, like, how little the murder ma- matters, but Jade still needs his fix of solving. Like, yeah, like yep. it is very clear at this point that, like, as much as Jade is, like, I don't need the CBI, like, I'm in it for, like, Red John and stuff. Like, no, he is an addict with this stuff. Um, yeah. Speaking of addicts, because this actually does play in, he... Um, <laughs> oh, nice segue. That was very well, good. Well, so he, the the his soulmate kind of warns him. He's like, "Hey, listen, like, uh, you, you should watch out tomorrow. Like, everyone knows you're a cop, and like, can get a little dicey in there." And, like, Jade's like, "All right, like, that's kind of that's a little ominous." That's ominous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so the, like he walks in the next day, and it's like very, it's like Jade versus all these like inmates and. Um, <laughs> Jade actually does this in a smart way where he, he kind of dresses. He's like, you know, I'm not part of the police. I only help like police adjacent. Like, I don't really do this. And he like finagles a way to get someone to act. Cause he's like, I just use a bunch of skills. And it's almost like, what skills? And he's like, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> allow me to demonstrate. <laughs> yeah, let me show you. Does, does anyone have a hat? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and he, and he like you know just fucking there's just like the one guy which again again very nineties like two thousands like oh this is this is the leader of of the inmates like I just need to deal with him and the way he deals with them we find out is he hypnotizes the guy of course <laughs> and 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 the the irony is he's 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 like 
yo, listen, like, you need to work on your addictions, like, <laughs> this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta fair. go. I gotta figure yeah. out this case from Joe. To be fair, if we didn't think that Jane could pull one over on a guy who who's continuously huffing glue, <laughs> we'd, we'd, be, we'd be in a pretty rough spot. Well, like, I was more impressed that he... Well, it's it's a very funny episode in, ter, in, in the regard that, like, kind of like the ghost thing is, like, they set a couple blocks of being like, okay, is this a tension that's going to happen? And then they're being like, nah, we're not going to actually <laughs> have that happen. You wonder, it makes me wonder, like, if this was real prison, Jane would have just got his ass beat right at the beginning yeah. of that, right? <laughs> I, I would say, like, of all the times we've seen Jane get punched in the face, like, not we don't get this episode. <laughs> well, it, and it, it's like, it's funny because there's multiple different interactions with the rest of the CBI group who are both simultaneously um, trying to figure out how to get Jane out whilst also making fun of Jane, too, because it's like, this part of it is, like, not a big deal, and they're, like, kind of chuckling that he's, like, having to deal with, like, this couple days before bail, but they're like, but also, like, we don't want him to actually be <laughs> in jail yeah, for, to like, get hurt, the foreseeable yeah. future. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so he gets distracted, and uh, Cho is, like, Cho calls him over um, to discuss the case. What happens here, Psycho? So yeah, they, they, <clears throat> Cho brings him the, a notebook, a co- well, a copy of a notebook that was found on Kirby Hines' body. Um, and they're just kind of like discussing the case, right? This is after he'd finished hypnotizing the uh, glue huffing prisoner. Um, and so they're like, they're chatting, uh, and, he he lets him know that um what's his face Kirby was beaten up super bad in a month he was he was in custody on a DUI uh and they're they're still trying to figure out like it still seems like Jane doesn't have an exact idea um there wasn't too much that happens i don't think other than that other than obviously Cho giving Jane information to read through while while he's in prison um so after that, uh, Lisbon goes up, goes and meets with Donna's wife. So Donna is the husband of Kirby. Lisbon goes and meets with her dad and his wife, Sandrine. So they should, Lisbon shows up at this. It's, is it Lisbon and Van Pelt or is it just it's, Lisbon? It's Lisbon and Van Pelt. I think it's Lisbon and Van Pelt. Yeah. So they show up at, <laughs> they show up at this gross looking like skeezy i don't even know what kind of vehicle sales lot this is but <laughs> it seems to be a smorgasbord of cars and boats and, like, <laughs> there's probably some atvs and like ski dudes maybe a jet ski yeah a couple jet skis but so they're talking there and sandrine who is one million percent a trophy wife for this guy <laughs> Dooley. also the picture you would see next to the name Sandrine. Yes. Yeah. Classic Sandrine. <laughs> is Sandrine's not a name, right? That's just not a That's, name. I, That's just... I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard that name before. I oh, can't yeah? tell you the context, huh. but that is a name I've heard before. Anyways, that it seems like a fake name. But so Sandrine is clearly a trophy wife. Um, and 
Lisbon asks, like, did you do anything? She's like, I don't know. Aren't you guys supposed to know who killed these people? And she goes, I need to go shopping. And the dude, like, pulls a wad of money out of his pocket and, like, hands her a bunch of hundreds. Um, And the guy's like, you know what? I'm not happy that he's dead, but, like, fuck that guy. He's way too too shitty for my daughter. He just wanted to be a poor asshole. and uh, Calls him a loser. Yeah, like, it's ludicrous. And uh, Lisbon's just like, I don't understand what the hell is going on here whatsoever. Uh, so it cuts back to the CBI where this is this was actually I like this scene a lot where Cho and Rigsby go talk to Bosco and they're like, come on, guy, like we're here man to man, cut Jane a break. And Bosco's like, OK, you know what? Let's if we do this, if I do that you got to be willing to do something for me. And if you know, maybe something, something comes up and I need you a little help from you guys, you know, make the, make the good guys come out on time. Maybe bend the rules a little bit and show immediate snap response of, yeah, no problem. We got that. And he's like, there is a, I'll kill a guy. Yeah. (laughs) Do whatever you need. And Bosco's like, see, that's the problem. There is a problem. No (laughs) rule bending at the CBI. Joe already pulls out the knife from the old man. And then I'm like, look, Bosco, I already didn't like you, but I like you even less now. (laughs) And so so he's like, you guys have been corrupted. Jane corrupted you guys. And Rigsby's like, no, no. And Bosco's like, oh, so you've been willing to break the rules the whole time? And Joe's like, fine, fuck it. We're done here. And they just dip, which I thought was. Fuck you, Bosco. It was an amazing (laughs) little scene for like no reason, but it was great. It is, it's funny that Bosco thinks the CBI would be uncorrupted if, J- if Jane wasn't there. Yeah. At least they didn't kill a guy. <laughs> it's super yeah, right? stupid. Um, so, yeah, that's that. And now, like, they're back in prison. Jane's, Jane's trying to figure out what all these words in this notebook mean, in the victim's mm-hmm. notebook. So it says it has like uh, coordinates and names. So it says like some coordinates, J coordinates, Martin. And then just like multiple times written over exclamation points, underlines. It just says vultures. And he's like, what does all this mean? And it like kind of snaps into him and Jane goes to the phone. I don't know where he's getting all these quarters to make phone calls out of prison, but like no, he he's, just, he's definitely calling collect. He has free access to yeah but i don't think you just get access to the phone in prison yo you don't think you mentalize his way to getting <laughs> everyone else's phone calls i guess that's true but so he calls cho and he is like that fucking place he calls cho and is like yo this guy loved birds jay and martin are people those are birds and they so birds yo so Bur- vultures so vultures <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah. <laughs> Why did we think of that? <laughs> Vultures are <or> birds. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I like he does like start the conversation out with Joe. I think with Joe, like he's like, Vultures are birds. And Joe's like, Yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's birds all the way down, Joe. <laughs> It'd be funny if they then like, they closed the notebook and it's like a bird journal. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying, though, this guy's a terrible birder, though, because, like, you don't just write vulture or J or Martin. <laughs> like, what kind of J is it? Is it a scrub J? I would assume so. They're native to California. Yeah, but what if he's a what if he's a novice bird watcher? He's learning the ropes. 
Well, get a book. He's <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed that he would write it down wrong, dude. Yeah, what if he can't read but can only write? They have sheets. That's why they he wrote it so big. They have pre-printed sheets that have the names. You just check them <laughs> off. <laughs> we found it. Um, but yeah, so then then I think he, he... So this is where I was like, all right, Rigsby was going to talk to... Um, <laughs> this is maybe the best scene. Rigsby was going to go talk to one of the... the entire show. One of the Gerbers, Ronnie or Roddy Gerber or something. No, it's way it's way better, isn't it? No, oh no, Dooley is the father. Yeah, Dooley's the dad. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's a nerd. That, that's a good name. He's going to go talk to like Ronnie. I think it's Roddy. He's going to talk to Roddy. Roddy. Yeah. R-O-D-D-Y, Roddy Gerber. So Cho, while he's on the phone, Cho's on the phone with Jane in jail. And Cho's like, Rigsby's going to talk to Roddy Gerber right now. And he goes, have him bring him to me. And he goes, no, just tell <laughs> I him. I want to talk qu- to him. Bring him in here. And, and J- Cho's like, no, just tell me the questions and I'll have Rigsby ask him. He goes, but that's not fun. And he hangs up, calls Rigsby, and Rigsby's like, hey, Jaylee. It's, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, he goes, that was funny. Hey, he's like, I'm just letting you know, Roddy's going to be real mad at you. You should probably be really <laughs> careful. He's and a he's loose like, cannon. He's like, yeah, Rigsby then immediately turns tough guy. He's like, don't worry about it. I'd love to see him try to start anything with me. <laughs> Hangs up. Jane somehow has Roddy Gerber's phone number <laughs> and calls him. And this guy, he's getting ready to go fishing in like wherever he lives, California. And Jane's like, Roddy, this is uh, Agent Rigsby from the CBI. I'm on my way to your location. I've heard some people that you were banging Kirby Hines. <laughs> and this is a guy that's like, oh, you accused me of being gay? That's the worst insult you could ever make. <laughs> and then the guy's like, th- the Roddy dude's like, I was in the Marine Corps. And Jane goes, Marine Corps sucks. I'm ex-army. They suck eggs. He goes, Semper Fi, sissy britches, hangs up the phone. <laughs> Eight seconds later, who shows up at Roddy Gerber's house? <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a face that Jane makes when he hangs up the phone where he's like, ooh, did I go a little too far there? He's <laughs> like, what if he just shot him? Like, when he got there? That's just a body bag that they're bringing in. But so, so uh, Rigsby shows up. To Roddy Gerber, and he cuts out of the car. Roddy Gerber, Agent Rigsby, CBI. No words are exchanged. Roddy punches him right in the face, just complete deck. And then jail door buzzer, and Roddy's in jail. <laughs> Conve- conveniently brought to the one prison that happens to be in California. It, it oh. is. It is real fun to see uh, Rigsby's angry face because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't. There's no words exchanged. Yeah. It's just him getting punched, and then. The transition of him walking us uh, into the camera, into the guy getting dragged into jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I did want to, this, um, this reminded me so much of, did you guys uh, know about Conan O'Brien's uh, college prank? About what? His college prank. Who? No. Who's? Conan O'Brien? Mm-mm. So, okay, let me, let me read this to you because this is so fucking good. Um, this excerpt. So we got enter one notorious prankster, the aforementioned Conan O'Brien, once president of the Harvard Lampoon and now a late night talk show host on the NBC. Legend has it that O'Brien spent a night in jail following a stunt he pulled as an undergraduate. 
Having procured a jackhammer, as well as several hard hats and other construction-related paraphernalia, he and a group of fellow students cordoned off a section of the street in downtown Boston and went to work, as it were, tearing up the pavement. Conan O'Brien then reported his own crime to the Boston police. College students dressed as construction workers were jackhammering in downtown Boston. Do something quickly. His handiwork was only half done. O'Brien then telephoned the Massachusetts uh, State Police. He and uh, his fellow construction workers, O'Brien said, were trying to do their jobs, but were being harassed by a bunch of college pranksters dressed as policemen. <laughs> in, sh- in short order, the Boston police came to arrest the students, and the state police came to arrest the Boston police. <laughs> the confusion that followed landed the choreographer in hot water, but also in the annals of Harvard prank history. That's, That's amazing. That's really that, was a, that was a fantastic fucking prank. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, now they're back in jail and Roddy's there too. <laughs> Which is very convenient because Jane's like, oh, come on. Hey, come on over here, buddy. Sit down. Uh, uh, and the... What he ends up asking is like, hey, listen, so... um, You... I forget exactly how he leads it, but his, his, he, what he basically asks is like, so like these vultures, like the, he, uh, the victim came to you and told you about these vultures that were going to like ruin uh, your, turkey vultures. Yeah, because they're endangered and like it's you couldn't, you know, you can't get rid of them, but you need to get to that oil. Um, so you, I think, I think he's just thing like you shot the vultures and then you shot him for like the insolence or something. And the guy's like, I, I, I didn't. Do anything to the victim, and the guy like next to Jane's like, "Oh, but you did kill the vultures." Yeah, like, the glue sniffer has a really like, nice, uh, like, I, like you done it. I got you. Got you. Yeah. And the guy doesn't really defend. He's like, "These fucking vultures! I, I have millions of dollars. All right, fuck these vultures." They should have used the condor, by the way, the California condor. It's What's more that? recognizable as a like endangered species. Yeah. Um, yeah, but aren't they turkey vultures? Aren't really? I mean, I guess it depends on the species of turkey vulture. But don't California condors only live in like one spot, though? Uh, good question. They're big ass birds. Those things are huge. <laughs> yeah. They're dinosaurs. But um, we do find out that he was the one that beat up the victim a mm-hmm. whole bunch to find yeah. out where the vultures were. Um. But again, he he's like, I did all that shit, but I didn't kill him. I swear. Uh, of course, Jane always believes a person when he says he doesn't do it. He swore at his mom's grave. Yep. Yeah, but good enough yeah. for good enough for um, Jane. Uh, we we do get a scene of uh, Van Pelt, Rigsby, and Cho, and each of them are like, "All right, hey, you you do it. Like, I don't want to do it." Uh, and, and like they're like they like looked at Cho like Cho they're like you're real direct. How about you do it? And you know that at this point we don't know what's going on. And Lisbon kind of walks in, and she's like, "Wait, what are you guys talking about?" And they all kind of just look at each other awkwardly. Uh, but then Cho's like, "Hey, so uh, could you like talk to Bosco and help get?" Uh, Jane out and she's like why would you think I can help and then they're all like yo he's clearly in love with you and I think Joe says something like like he is sexually Sexually. attracted (laughs) it's it's obvious he has a thing for you 
a sexual thing. <laughs> and like the audacity of Van Pelt to be like, we all know it, man. That's <laughs> yeah. so obvious. To be fair, Van Pelt can you know yeah. she could use a little something yeah. there, you know. But like Elizabeth's a bit defensive, like there's a happily married man. Like ah, there's nothing to do it here. Wait, it's the first we hear that Bosco is married, though. So is that so, true? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So here's my question. Before the end of this episode where we realize Bosco killed a guy and and Lisbon knows about it. Killed him. Did you all think that Bosco had like a sexual thing for Lisbon? Because I did for sure as hell. I think he still has yeah, a sexual I, thing. For I don't okay. think that. Yeah. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know if he does. I think he's terrified of the fact that she could bury both of their careers. Because I think he's that much of a doofus. I I think he I think very seriously cares for Lisbon. I don't know if it's yeah. like to like sexually. Yeah, okay. but it's like it's there's definitely like love there for sure. Okay, um, fair enough. I think even Jane says it like where he's like, um, the whole thing. The issue wasn't that um that he didn't love her. It's like he would never have, um. Betrayed the code just for well, just like he for wouldn't love. mess up his own yeah. ideals because he loved Lisbon. It's like yeah, yeah, he yeah. needed something else, which is the bribery. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so like as Lisbon's defending herself, she gets a call from Jade, and Jade's like, "Hey, I'm I'm loaded over here. I'm, I need some help. Can you like can you come hang out? I really need to talk to you, Lisbon. Lisbon, please, please, I really need to talk to you. <laughs> uh, and bring a blueberry muffin." <laughs> Uh, and so she shows up with the muffin. Uh, Jane's disappointed because it's like a raspberry muffin or something. Cranberry. Cranberry muffin. I would also be disappointed personally. Nobody wants a cranberry muffin. That's why it was left. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, yeah, that's, that's not, you do like maybe. Like banana nut. That's okay. Like chocolate. Maybe chocolate chip. Lemon poppy seed. Lemon. Yeah, totally it. legit. Yep. Even just like a plain muffin more than a fucking... Yeah. Cor- oh, like a corn crumb- muffin? Yeah. Ooh, I love a good corn muffin. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that cran- cranberry. Like, get out of here. Maybe white chocolate chip cranberry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you got to have the chocolate... Mm. Even chocolate chip cranberry, you got- like, you got to do something. Chocolate chip cranberry is not where you want to be. It's better I than regular like cranberry. cranberry in a muffin is just a weird place to be in. I got a, uh, mm. I got a coffee cake cinnamon chip muffin. From Perfectos, okay. it okay. was bomb. Okay, and it had like a little icing swirl on the top. Ooh, money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> anyway, uh, so J- so Elizabeth's like, all right, why did I have to come here? And he's like, so I could be here, so I can <laughs> like <laughs> scooch on over. And- <laughs> You're merely a tool. <laughs> <laughs> because the uh, the the father-in-law, the victim's father-in-law. Dooley. Goes to goes to meet with his 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 son who's in jail. And Jade takes the opportune time to walk over and be like, "Hey, did you kill him?" And he's <laughs> like, no, "No." But Jade does notice that he has glitter on his face, big yep. glitter. And Jade's like, "All right, cool. That's all I needed to know." And he like walks back. And Lisbon's like, "That's it." And he's like, "That was merely the control question. <laughs> the, the important question will come later." <laughs> um. I don't even. Oh yeah. So I think, yeah. There's a there's a pretty good back and forth here where Jane, uh, Lisbon's there to be like, all right, like, so like, are you like, 
you I don't, I don't even know what what she says, but Jane's basically like, you could get me out of here at any moment. Like you know that, right? Yeah. You just need to talk to Bosco. And uh Lisbon's like, what what? No, like like what, you think just because he's in love with me, I can just make him do whatever? <laughs> and and Jane's, Jane's like, what? Wait, where, why did you bring that up? He's like, oh, that's what the guys at the CBI, oh, that's what the rest of the team said. And he's like, oh, huh. He's like genuinely impressed that they like all surveyed <laughs> they, it out. Yeah. He's like, how about that? Uh, but Liz, and it ca- kind of comes out that like Lisbon's like clearly not helping Jane at this point because she wants to either scare him or like teach him a lesson or to show like some kind of like, hey, there are consequences to just fucking doing, just going off and doing your own nonsense. Uh, which she should have, she should have learned, and she doesn't learn by the end that it's like never works that way. But, um, but <laughs> what we do get is the uh, the breakout scene. What happens there, Scott? Um, so this is there is a lot of stuff happening here for not a lot of stuff <laughs> happening. But uh, so Jane takes out the muffin he got from Lisbon, gives half of it to his cellmate Bill. And the other half, he used to set up an elaborate trap for a mouse that's in the prison. Uh, So he traps the mouse with the muffin, which is just silly. (laughs) Then the next morning, Bill starts yelling for the guards because Jane's passed out on the ground. Guards come and pick him up, try to take him to get some medical attention. I like that they, like, casually leave him, like, in the center thing. And the, the, the one guard who happens to look like a mouse and also be terrified of mice like walks like way to like go call for like medical help and which Jane Jane pulls like the whispering thing the guy leans in and he's like my hand <laughs> and then the guy looks at the hand and he lets go of the mouse which freaks the guard oh, out oh god not the mouse i did appreciate though that the guy like retreat like is like i need help i need help retreats into like a back cell area and then Jane throws the mouse <laughs> in with him and closes the door which is pretty funny cold blooded yeah, and then he goes into, like, the control room, grabs a jacket, opens up the cell doors as the doctor's walking in. He's like, how's it going, Doc? And then, like, walks out as the gates close back behind him. Jane is, fr- we next see Jane walk back in his suit. He looks fresh. Down. He looks fresh, so fresh to death. Suit. He's got He's got some thistle in his mouth, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's breathing that free air, <laughs> walking down a country road. It's um, absolutely ludicrous that he gets out of jail. Like, it is yeah, so yeah. ludicrous. They're like, why not? Why not have Jane just fucking bust on out Shawshank Can't be, style? Can't be imprisoned. No. <laughs> uh, we get we get Bosco, uh, or Bosco and the uh, the boss man, right? They're both, like, walk up to Lisbon. And they're like, hey, Liz, like, the boss is like, man, I've had a pretty shitty dream where Jane got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, he broke funny. out of jail. And he's like... So who's waking me up from this dream? All right, Liz, like Lisbon, what you got? Um, Boss goes like, you need to talk to him. Like I, I, we, I know that you have like connections, and she's like, that's funny. Like, uh, and Jane this time actually ends up calling Bosco, and um, he, I, I forget what he actually says to Bosco. What does he say to Bosco? I know he basically says is like where he is, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, he's at the Gerber house. All he says is that he's at Dooley Gerber's house and that if you send the sheriff, I'll have Kirby's killer ready in 10 minutes. I'll, I'll close the case in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which he says out loud to a group of the people 
in the family. So they're like, oh, wait, you're closing in 10 minutes? He's like, yeah, yeah, get me some tea. I'll I'll break it down right here. <laughs> um, what's the breakdown, Sacco? So, yeah, he, he sits down. Uh, he's drinking his cup of tea. And he's talking with Donna, the wife of the deceased, Dooley and Sandrine in the in the uh, the thing in the kitchen. And um, he's like, so uh, Roddy told me about those vultures and how he beat the crap out of Kirby. And how did how did that feel, Donna? Your husband beaten beaten up by a brother. How'd you feel? And she's like, I'm pissed. She's like, I'm pissed with myself, with my family. Kirby was great. and, And I let him down. And the dad, like, duly starts to interject and is like, no, 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 honey, don't worry about it, blah, 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 like, and uh, Sandrine starts to try to leave, and Jade's like, please don't, Sandrine, just come hang, it's it's funny, like, when you get these big fights, you can, you can really, it brings clarity to the situation, um, and so, uh, like, <laughs> they, he then breaks down that when we saw Kirby, he had glitter on his face. And then when he saw Dooley... Must be the glitter bandit. Then (laughs) when he saw Dooley at the prison, he saw that Dooley had some glitter on his face. Which means... Also glitter. Which means Kirby and Dooley were maybe smooching the same lady. And then he looks over at Sandrine and is like, that would be you, Sandrine. It's a glitter lady herself. And there's classic Sandrine. There's a funny, there's a funny, stupid little thing where she goes, "You're stupid," and he goes, "Often," but I do realize yeah. that Dooley nor Donna knew that this was happening. So, essentially, what ended up going on is that uh, Kirby broke it off with Sandrine. He wanted to be with his his actual wife. And he was going to tell everybody, he was going to spill the beans, let it all know that he was just being like a fresh start, good person now. She begged him not- Instead of a knob. Yeah, instead of a total knobster. She she was going to, she was going to, you know, he was like, I'm going to expose everything. She begged him not to. And then, oh, bam, she killed him right then and there after he said that he was going to go public with everything. Uh, and then <laughs> did she kill him with kindness? I think she killed him with glitter. She choked him with glitter. Yeah, nice. yeah, sweet. Poured glitter in his throat. You can't get it out once it gets in there. So that's I would be an awful way to go. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, they you know they were like <laughs> the glitter on his face has all your DNA all over it. <sighs> your toast, Sandrine. And then the cops show up, and then like the cop, the the sirens start going. And she admits to all of it, right? Because she thinks the cops are there coming to her. And then the, the they hold, like they uh, megaphone. They're like, "Patrick Jane, come out with your hands up!" <laughs> and he's 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 like, "Yeah, it, they're after me, not you." Also, that DNA evidence is garbage. <laughs> Don't think about the TVs. Like that's fake. Yeah, it's you all stop joke. watching CSI. Yeah, and, and she's like, "No, no, no, but you can't use that." Really, they probably can't use that. Most likely, it's inadmissible again. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Jane Jane goes out and uh, they close the case, and so that's I guess another case closed for Jane while he's in jail. It's the end of that chapter. Yeah. So <laughs> that is back in jail. 
Yeah, he does go back to jail. But <laughs> but then there's one. I think there's like one more scene, right? Where this is when Lisbon goes to Bosco's office. Standoff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Someone else take that one a bit if you want to wrap through yeah. that. So uh, Lisbon uh, shows up at Bosco's office and she's like, hey, listen, like, game's over. I was trying to teach Jane a lesson and that dude <laughs> is impervious to lessons. Um, there's, there's, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but there's a, there's a nice parallel here where she says, like, the guy just closes cases, and that's the exact same thing that the boss told her, <laughs> uh, the first, in the first season, about Jane being like, this guy is such a pain in the ass, but he closes cases like a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and Bosco... Essentially, like, stands up to her being like, what if I don't want to, like, you know, back down on this? And she's like, well, like, then I'll have to talk about what happened eight years ago. And, like, Bosco's shocked. He's like, you would you would never talk about this, like, or, like, you wouldn't, like, it would, it would tank both of us, like, both our careers. Um, you know, there, there's no elaboration on exactly what they're talking about, but it's very clear that, like, Lisbeth has something on Bosco. Um, and she's willing to come forward with it if he doesn't essentially comply to what she's saying, which is to get Jane out. Um, she leaves, and the next scene is Jane back in his suit, back in the CBI, yucking it up with Joe. Uh, Lisbon kind of walks by and uh, goes into her office. Jane kind of pops in after her, being like, hey, th- like, thank you, like, thank you for helping getting me out, and Lisbon's like, why are you thanking me for? I didn't, I didn't do anything, and that's when, uh, Jane mentions what he said before, which is like, so I thought it was because, you know, uh, Bosco's in love with you, but he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have bended to just that, like, he's, he's a man of his own principles, he wouldn't do that, so that means, like, you have some, like, legit stuff on him, and, like, he kind of, is it like the Ua board almost like where he just kind of like keeps like tipping his toe, like dipping his toe into different things and then judging off <laughs> wait, Lisbon's wait, wait, reaction? Wait, wait, what wait, kind wait. of board? Ua? Ouija? Ouija. Oh, is it a Ouija board? Yeah. Isn't it? But isn't it also like a like O-U-Y-A? Isn't that like another type of that kind of board? All right. So if maybe. <laughs> O-U-Y-A is an Android-based micro console. All right, whatever. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Are you, so if you, plug are you in talking the, about if you the board that right like, you put your hands on and then yeah, the ghost like, talks to you? Yeah, like you're kind of, yeah, you're like, you're gleaning off. Yeah, it's um, a Ouija yeah, board. From ghosts, that's a Ouija board. Um, So, you know, he kind of keeps like, po- like, he's like, oh, so it must have been because like, you know something that like that he did that was bad. He must have hurt somebody. He must have killed somebody, and you helped cover it up. Uh, and Lisbon like you know doesn't respond, but she's like, "Hey, like listen, like like tread carefully around this kind of stuff. Like this this could like this would be bad if this came out." And I'm sure. But basically, she said like, "If that is the case, then like then imagine like." Like, what I put on the line to get you back yeah. here. I'm sure Jade will not use this information. <laughs> he seems like yeah. an upstanding and she's like, And she's like, so you're going to, like, like toe the line now. And he's and he, like, as he's leaving, he's like, well, let's not go yeah. crazy. Let's not, let's, I'm grateful, but let's not be fucking insane <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, you know, good two episodes. They're, they're, they've yeah. been... 
definitely mixing up the formula, which is nice. Um, yeah. As far as pairs of episodes, that was two very good ones. Yeah. I feel like. I think these might be the two best of this season so far. Yeah. I, I, but see, I would have seasons young. I, it's hard seasons for me to young. like episode six just because of how stupid the fucking solving of the crime was. But but it wasn't about the crime. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why I, like, I can't like kill it that much. And I st- that's why I can still like the the episode. Like we got the biker gang episode. That was fine. The uh, I don't know. The Lisbon being crazy one's really good. Yeah. That was that a was really a good, good episode. episode. Uh, what was the first episode? I'm going back to it right now. They that's when they take that's when they uh the dude is at the department store. They kill the guy in the department store. <laughs> and then he fucking bashes the cops. Yeah, he did, and then the guy gets killed. Yeah. Um, what? It's just like Tommy when Tommy got bundled. <laughs> Why oh, do it's, I not remember. It's when it's when. Store? Remember at the department store and James it's, dancing. That was just the, the opening. That opening. was like the opening segment. Yeah. Just the, what happened? What's the murder? <laughs> Why are you giving? Yeah. Me? Well, the murders. Um, which one? What's is the, the most memorable part of the first episode? That was the most memorable part. To that me. was the department store. What was the murder? What was the murder? <laughs> we'll we'll never know. Oh, I, the, it was Miles Thorson. It was uh, it was what's uh, her face? It was the lady, the CEO the lady, old, the owner of the company, that hired oh, a hitman or whatever. Right, yeah, 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 gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it's definitely that's not, not that's episode not one. <laughs> yeah, that ain't it. That ain't it. I mean, I'm but, but like solid, solid episodes. All like the yeah. the quality yeah, the season has, gone has up. been generally been good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. Maybe they hired an additional writer. <laughs> Just one. I, I'm I'm excited to see more Van Pelt Rigsby stuff now because any anytime like it's like a new hookup, it's like there's some fun hijinks you can do there. Yeah. Hopefully it won't how many uh, how many episodes until it's like out in the like clearly everyone knows, but till like it's like to the point where like people can't ignore it anymore. Don't don't milk. Don't keep being like I think two. Two more, two, and then the third episode. So not next week, but the week after that, we'll get we'll get some consequences. <laughs> well, I think it'll just be a situation where everyone be like, "We know that this is a thing," and they'd be like, "What? No, a thi- no, this isn't a thing. What are you talking about? Not a thing?" And they're like, "Why do you keep doing this?" And it'll like <laughs> it'll go like that for like six episodes, is my guess. You think six? I think six is a lot. I'm going to split the difference and go four because that puts us right at the mid-season too. Like four or five puts us right near the mid-season. So, yeah. I'm also I'm also try- getting at that point where I'm like, I need some more Red John stuff. I, yeah. There's no way Bosco's here for the we're whole season. For so it's yeah. like, there there has to yeah, be some problems. We're, d- we're due for at least a lead. Bosco's definitely getting iced soon. <laughs> yeah. He's not. He, I think season finale, or yeah, season I, finale, he gets iced. You think he's going to make it to the end of the season? I think, or like maybe the lead-up episode to the finale. That that's actually a really good point. They could do like a double episode of Red like John a where pre- he fu- yeah, he yeah. dies episode twenty-one, and then the season finale is like, finale. oh shit, they get the case back. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, I like something it. about that would, that would be my prediction. Is like he's signed on for half a season. That's where mm. I, that's where I'm at with him. 
Could be. I mean that. Yeah. But he's but he's everyone's favorite character. <laughs> just, it's it's so unfortunate how good that hot dog <laughs> scene is because oh. he's ne- for in my eyes he's never been able to match that hot. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you think Do you think the Twitter handle Bosco fan is available? <laughs> <laughs> you fo- they follow us, baby. I'll, it's yeah. fine. At at number one, Bosco <laughs> fan. You, you started with the showstopper. What can I say? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> at Bosco <laughs> fan is a Twitter handle. Oh no! Yeah. Is it about Bosco or is it? <laughs> no. There's a lot of Boscos. Uh, is it fucking like Charlie's Angels? Isn't that Bosco? Or uh, is it? Maybe. Maybe not. The, Char- the like, it's Charlie clearly, but also that. I, <laughs> but I thought there's also. Now, now that I think about that, maybe not accurate. No, it's Bosley. Oh, Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. But yeah, I, but I thought just so the people sh- home didn't think I thought it was Charlie from Charlie. But Angel. I'm pretty sure it's Bosco's Angels. Uh, all right. Well. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. That was a fun two episodes to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, are are we taking a break next week? I know there's some. I I, I don't know how long Safari is, so I don't want to like. I mean, we could play it by. He might be in recovery. We could play it by ear. I'll see. I'll okay. see how I'm feeling when I get home. But yeah, we we'll figure we, it out. Yeah, we can figure it out. There may be a break. Cool. There may not. We'll let the listeners be in suspense. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Much like if there's a ghost or not. <laughs> There's definitely a ghost. There's a ghost. There's 100% a ghost. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me. We got Scott Lee. Adios. <laughs> we got Chris. <laughs> we got Chris Sacco. Send us ghost pictures at at Mind Crimes. Mind's Crimes. See you guys. Or spiders. <laughs> I'm a big Lucy. Scott, I can't believe what I did ask you for a mic check. You just gave me one word. <laughs> How am I supposed to do a mic check with one word? Anyway. Check. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy, guys. I'm sure it's fine. Bye. <laughs> hey, mic check. Mic check. Check. Boop. <laughs> fucking, Boop. fucking play some sass, man. Play something. Okay, he's a little shy, but his genius cannot hide. <laughs>